What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Viral Music Hub uh, podcast. My name is Lawrence O'Brien, as usual, and uh, I have a, another guest this week. Uh, we're doing a, a two for one uh, this week, and uh, this time I have uh, the lovely Angela Wright. How are you, Angela? Hello, I'm doing really well. I'm glad to be here with you and glad to be chatting about music. It's- yeah. Angela has a new song out uh, um, called Love After First Love, and we will be talking about that a little bit later. But I want to first kind of get like more about you, um, you know, to start this off for people that maybe don't know, aren't as familiar with you and what you have done. Uh, you know, so how did you start out in music and and like how did you get to where you are now, basically? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um So I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah, born and raised. Um, I have basically been singing for as long as I can remember. My family had always said that they could find me in the house based off of where I was singing. Um, So it's just kind of been inherently in me. I didn't start taking songwriting seriously until I was in high school. Um, Like I had written like my first song in kindergarten about a boy I had a crush on, but like that wasn't really, you know, that was, you know. Um, And so... Yeah, I I was classically trained in musical theater and opera um, vocally since I was like eight years old. Um, And I focused on that for a long time. And and as I was like in high school and I started to kind of like fall into myself and like my self-expression and kind of the experiences I was going through, I just started writing um, and kind of like sitting in my bedroom late at night and just coming up with different things because melodies have always been um, kind of a an easy gift for me that like, you know, melodies just kind of come to me and I sing them and I, I like them and I go with it. Uh, where, you know, like some of like the cordage and things like that can be a lot more of like a challenge. Um, so then at, uh, yeah, so I met my mentor, he's uh, Graham Russell of air supply at 16 and I kind of started, uh, opening for them and touring with them for a little while. And then at age 18 or at age 17, I auditioned for Berkeley college of music in Boston and got accepted and when i graduated from high school i went to my dream school Wait, and- I, I don't mean to interrupt you but i'm sorry you mean like the band air supply from like, like the 80s band yeah. air yes yeah That's- i'm all out of love how how <laughs> did you now i'm sorry i don't mean to like cut you off but i gotta no. ask how how did you get this connection with them it's- it was honestly just a magical moment of fate because 15-year-old Angela had no idea who Air Supply was. <laughs> My um, gosh. And I, I went to this songwriting seminar that like a local college was hosting. It was just like a free event. Um, and all these like really big musicians were there and like discussing things. And I guess um, um, the lead singer from America was supposed to be there that day. Oh my God. And- and he didn't show up. And so he called Graham Russell, who um, now lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. And um, sorry, I don't know why it's making this home. <laughs> and um, I, he lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, and he decided to step in for Chicago. Um, and it was like, it was just great because it happened to be a magical moment for me where I like started talking to him during this panel, kind of like not knowing how big of a deal he was. I was just like, I'm here, I'm singing, I'm, you know. Um, and it was cool because my afterwards, he was like, you sound like you have like a very interesting taste in music because I talked about like Etta James and like what 15 year old in. Yeah, oh my gosh. Loves yeah. uh, Etta James. Um, and 
it was it was cool because afterwards I went up to him and my mom was like, Angela, like, go talk to him. Just ask him any questions you have because he's a really good singer songwriter. And I was like, okay. Went up to him and I was like, hi, like I'm Angela. I'm a singer songwriter. Um, and he was like, I have a really good feeling about you. He was like, you know, I don't normally do this, but like, here's my email. Send, send me some things. And if I like it, I'll reply. If I don't, then, then you won't. And I was like, okay sent it to him i didn't hear back from him for a little bit and i was like no he didn't like it um but then i suddenly i get a call from him and he's like angela i'm so sorry i've been out on tour i really like your voice like you you've got a really like a natural talent um we should we should like go grab lunch and discuss like what you what your career goals are um and so me and my mom met up with him for lunch and just kind of like chat chatted and from there we started um like writing music together and actually, like, we wrote and produced five songs, um, and some of those are out on Spotify to this day. Wow. <laughs> that is wild. Oh, my God. I, I'm, like, in, I'm like stunned. I didn't even know this about you. That's, like... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was truly a, a magical moment of just just fate kind of stepping into into play um and then from there obviously we became really close and i started kind of opening up for different shows that they had in the western western part of the united states wow that's that's unbelievable uh that that is so cool (laughs) it's like one of the coolest things i've heard on the podcast i think this whole show i've I've done so far that is unbelievable when you said like air supply casually i'm like i was like registering for a second i'm like wait that air supply? I'm, yeah. like, I'm like <laughs> I, no way i'm like that's insane <laughs> it's really funny for me like when i tell people that like a lot of people like around our age are just like cool like no idea and then uh, when you tell other people they're like wait uh, and they start singing like love songs uh, to me. And it's, it's i think it's hilarious um because like to me like they're not, like graham's now my friend um yeah and right. like I remember at this panel that we were at, I started giggling because there was this couple that were like a really big air supply fans. Uh, and they told him to his face, We made our babies to you. And I started laughing, like, what is going on? And like looking at my mom, like, what is what? Like, is he Barry White? What is he? Like, you know? Um, so it's it's funny. Or even like when I watch movies sometimes I hear their song. Uh... Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, hey! <laughs> I, that song is like one of the biggest hits of the 80s. It's like, you know, I'm all out of love is like, that is like everywhere, been everywhere, commercials, uh, yeah. movies everywhere. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, they're a big deal. So, I mean, that's pretty incredible that you had that encounter. And honestly, oh it was the, probably the best thing you did was just talk to him like a regular person. Because... Honestly, that- that True. was probably the the door opener right there because I'm sure he gets more of the hey I made love <laughs> to your song yeah <laughs> like, yeah exactly th- uh, than what you did you know so it was probably a better approach and you know I opened the big door for you so absolutely even um I remember the first time that I went to the recording studio with him and our producer his name's Joel Pack at Rigby Roads in Salt Lake City Utah and Joel turned around and looked at me because I. I said, like, Graham had said, like, he wanted something. And I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I second-guessed him. And Joel was like, You did what? (laughs) I know. And Graham Graham thought it was hilarious. Graham was like, huh, okay. 
okay. Like I've never had somebody like, like especially yeah. some young little child, like um, tell me that they thought something else. Um, but he always was super like validating of my opinions and, you know, like listening to what I actually had to say, but also like when I was wrong, I was wrong, you know, like that there are moments where you have to like, you know, admit, uh, and I thought that was just like a beautiful thing that, that we have. And like, even today, like, uh, we recorded a song for his upcoming album. That's actually separate from air supply. It's like a side project that he's huh. working on. Um, and we just recorded a song from that. And it was funny cause he came out to Nashville and I had a photographer friend come and visit and they told me during the session, they were like, I've never seen somebody give such good feedback. He was like, it's super precise, super honest, super clear, but it's also not like mean. It's just like, this is what I want. And this is, this is how you should do it. And it's great. And like, I think that shows a lot about like Graham and just like the relationship that we've kindled, I guess, as friends. That's, that's so awesome. That is such a cool, like, Thing. I mean, like to have that on um, with somebody like that is pretty incredible already in the music industry. So, you know, you got a, you got a heck of a, a first step there. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, not, yeah. You know, and sometimes it, you know, fate is just weird and, you know, it drops things like that into your lap sometimes, you know, yeah. so it's just, it, you know, you gotta take the if ball. If the guy run with from it. Chicago had come. Right. Who knows? I would never have met him. Um, and, and I'm not saying anything against Chicago because Chicago is actually the first album I ever bought, like wow. the first record. So it was, it was just kind of a weird, a weird instance. Um, yeah. So that, that was kind of like my, my kickoff was that. And then I got to Berkeley college of music at 18 and I was, uh, a vocal principal and decided to be a songwriting major. And uh, I loved it. It was it was magic because uh, I'd never been fully immersed in music the way that I was when I was there, um, because like Salt Lake, it has music, but it's mostly like musical theater stuff mm. um, where this was every person that you stumble across is impeccably good um, or has like some sort of substantiality behind them. Uh, or passion almost intimidatingly good like <laughs> honestly yes there were, there were time, no there were times when i was there that i was just like oh babe like why am i here <laughs> uh, you know there's a lot of self-doubt that goes on because like there are people that have already won a grammy wow. and you're in the same class as them and you're just like oh uh, God. what the fuck am i doing yeah here? <laughs> um, like, what the hell it's it's definitely a weird it's a weird and crazy school and like i would say like my college experience has been very different than most most kids you know most people go to frat parties and we go to house shows <laughs> um but i actually i didn't end up finishing at berkeley i so i did my freshman year and i formed a band and we decided to move down to nashville together um the band ended up splitting up and i was just like you know i'm not done here in nashville i haven't done everything that i needed to do and so i've stayed for another year um, so I've been here two years now and wow. I would be graduating Berkeley, uh, this fall or this, this, yeah, this spring. Um, but yeah, I just decided, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything like that going on, I was like, if I'm going to do a music career, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to just do it DIY and go down to Nashville or go to LA. Um, cause I split my time between LA and Nashville and kind of see see how much I can learn from it and see how I can push myself within the industry. 
Wow, that's that's pretty brave because I I don't know if I could just go out to you know some place and just be after like my band split up on me and be like I'm like oh <laughs> yeah I know I, I, I'd be like I'd be like oh shit what do I do now <laughs> yeah it was very scary um because I had never been to Nashville before I'd never even visited it we just like me and my family never went there like if we were going on vacation it was usually like to California because it's close mm-hmm. by or to New York because right. New right. York's New York um. And so it was funny. I'd never been to the South. Like I'd been to maybe Miami, which doesn't really count. Um, Florida is is its own planet. Yeah, Florida is its own world. Um, And it was just funny because I I packed up my car, my car that I'd had since I was 16 and brought my cat and my guitar and all my belongings and just drove across the country with my parents until we landed here in Nashville and moved in with my band and then the band ended up splitting up and it was just like oh my god why did i move to the south i'm so scared what did i do i'm so far away from home and every family and everything i've ever known like at least when i was in boston like yeah i was far away from home but i like had a purpose where nashville is like what am i doing um but then i really just found like there's such a strong strong community here and like that's been really helpful for me like as a songwriter to just like oh you want to co-write let's co-write and, like i have co-write scheduled at least once or twice a week yeah it's uh it's funny because like uh another person i had on this show uh ashlyn marie actually is was actually going to be going to like nashville full-time at some point so it's funny like how that that works out <laughs> and so it's like it's like interesting nashville seems to be like a very big um hotbed you know musically uh for people um it seems like a place where you know a lot of uh people can meet producers and like a lot of different people in the industry and stuff so it seems like you're in the right place you know and i'd like to tell all your listeners it's not just country you see country that is like obviously the branded like yeah you know um it's country because broadway is country but like the rest of the whole city and all the music like the underground musicians here are doing such cool stuff like neo soul rap yeah um rock music like we've we've got a really diverse thing and i think that's something that i would like to tell everybody because like i go and spend um, months at a time in la also and work with them and every time i tell them like oh i i like live in nashville they're all just like oh so you must be really country then and i'm like are there some country influences in me as a human? Probably yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, like it's not just because of because of Nashville. So I think it's funny. That's that's that uh, California elitism uh, uh, seeping <laughs> seeping through there. Oh, they must be all hicks down there. <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah. I can't look. complain about that weather in California, though. I uh, I yeah, kind of yeah. want to end up there one day. I will say. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I think a lot of us do. Yeah. So do you feel like Nashville has really changed you as an artist, like in terms of all the different um, influences there? Do you think has really like helped you along as an artist or is really no correlation at all? I think it's pushed me because I, I don't know you're I'm going to explain to listeners what writers rounds are it's a very Nashville thing to do writers rounds I had never played acoustic guitar for myself ever wow. especially in front of people I was horrified um and I just like was like Ugh. but in Nashville you basically have to prove that you can play at least a little bit of acoustic guitar um 
you know, just to, like show show that you wrote the song kind of. Um, and I got into writer's rounds and it was really scary for me at first because I'm not the world's best guitarist and I probably will never claim to be. And I just, I had to get up there and you, you get up there with other two other musicians on stage with you and one goes and they might be really killer, like might be a really killer country dude. And then I'll go and then another person goes and they might be like heavy metal, but mm. doing it acoustically. Um, and I think it's, it's really neat. It's pushed me to like kind of storytell a bit more with my songs, like not only in the writing process of like making sure that the lyrics have imagery and whatnot, but actually telling the story to live audiences about what like what kind of music i'm making yeah i'm sorry we have a special guest appearance we have a special guest this is my cat charles oh my god i i I, i'm not unfortunately not gonna have the video of this but uh it's just um i'm enamored by charles i love charles (laughs) he's my pride and joy uh if you guys (laughs) want to find me on instagram it's angela underscore right and he has his own section in my stories God bless. I'm so happy. <laughs> Charles is, is a good boy. <laughs> Charles is a good boy. He's a musician cat. Sure. He, does he enjoy uh, Does he enjoy your... Uh... He loves music. It's actually really funny. I had a bandmate come over once, uh, like a guitarist, and they started playing guitar, and Charlie crawled between his body and the guitar. <laughs> like i don't think most cats would do that um but he was like i'm about this music I, I, that I'm, you're playing I'm, I'm feeling the reverberations from like your guitar and like yeah. everything. I, I love all this so i love that <laughs> that's so great but yeah. that's really that's a really neat like experience i never actually knew this was like a thing down down there writers rounds i've never heard that that term yeah, so this, this is actually new to me as well they're I, super unique it's like a, it's a very like I think it's a good way to like bounce ideas off of each other. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean that's just, that's what to me it sounds like for, it's from that my point of view it's kind of like a a way you know you can learn from other people and like they learn from yeah. you sort of thing. And and also let me make it clear like I've made it very clear in this podcast before. You should always, even if you're like mainly a singer, try at least try to just get a a fucking beater guitar. I don't give a shit. Like like get like a like a fucking eighty dollar guitar, just 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 learn to play a little, it, it, because it will help you so much as a songwriter. Even you just to know, like a little bit, so you could kind of build some, build some stuff off of the chord progression, yeah, you know, or like, anything. You know, you don't, you don't have to like you said, you don't have to be an expert. Like you don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Like it's okay. Like you don't have to be. It's just have something to be like at least give yourself a you know, some, you know, give yourself a chord progression to base a melody off of or something. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I, I think it's interesting because like, I prefer to perform like with a full band or to like a track or something and like, actually like feel like I'm performing and dance around the stage and like be a whole, a whole show. But I think these writer's rounds are actually so important for artists to do because you have to be super vulnerable. You have to just be like, all right, if I fuck up this chord, then I fuck up this chord, and like that's okay. Uh, you guys just saw that. Well, here we go. Yeah. Um, and also, like it, it is like it's a community thing. Like you bounce ideas off of each other, and you um, you play songs that maybe you wouldn't play if you were in a in a live show. Yeah. Because like it's about it's about the songs. Song is king, 
And I think that that's really cool. Like I had this kid next to me in a writer's round last Wednesday that was from Montana and he was writing this song about how he had moved away from home. And I was like, hey, that gets me thinking about my song that I wrote about moving away from home. Oh, yeah. Kind of like shared that one where I wasn't planning on sharing that one that one that night. But like he is, he told he was talking about his. So I was like, OK, I'll never mind. <laughs> oh, that, that's really neat. You know, like you'd be able to share experiences like that, you know, with other people. I think I think it's important. And again, that gives like more songwriting ideas, you know, when you share experiences like that. You know, oh, wow. get different perspectives on different types of events and, and on people's lives and everything. It's uh, yeah. anything, anything that you could spurn more ideas off of, you know, it's, it's, it's important. Um, also like, I think there's a magic to having songs sound good with just a voice and an instrument. Like, even if you're not the one playing it, it, it if a song is good that way, you know it's going to be good when it's produced. And I think that's just magical. And I, maybe that's too traditional of me to say, but like... No, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm 100% in the same boat. I actually kind of talked about this I literally on like the last episode I did with um, uh, Sweaty Lamar. And I, uh, she said, you know, I basically told her, I'm like, I actually really liked the acoustic version of the song you did because like... And I like a lot of acoustic versions of songs because I I hear the the main the, what the artist mm -hmm. really wanted in that original portion yeah. of it and yeah that like, story and, and this is this isn't a, a shit on producers like rant they, you know let me not get it twisted like that's not what I I mean here I have like the utmost respect for producers and what they're they're like magicians I have called I call them and uh, yeah. and uh, but like I a lot of times I I find that sometimes some things can be overproduced and sometimes that's why I like acoustic versions of songs that like that. And because I get to hear that original kind of soul of the song and, you know, there's not as much of like noise and a lot of other stuff. There. I agree. So, so yeah, I, I, I kind of know what you're saying when, when you say that. So yeah, it's like the mix of both. Like, yeah. am I the biggest Tame Impala fan in the world? Yes. <laughs> it would his stuff be as cool if it were just on acoustic guitar. Probably not. But like, are his songs still good? One hundred and one percent. So I'm, it, it's just, it's just funny. Like, it's just kind of like whatever you're going for, and I think that's really cool about me. <laughs> so when did you like really start recording your your own stuff? Like, what when, when did that really start for you? I started recording my own stuff kind of when I started um, working with Graham Russell of Air Supply. It was. Yeah. I think I was 16. I released my first song in 2017, I think. Right. That's what it says according to your uh, Spotify here. I'm looking at it. See, look, I, I have everything prepared here. I'm like, Mr. We love Prepa that. Mr. Prepared po uh, podcast host here. And according I appreciate to that. I'm giving myself way too much credit. So <laughs> no, I've I've been in I've been in interviews where I thought they were gonna be like an interview, and it just kind of turned out to be like kind of like a catfish situation. So I'm very glad this is a cool like actual. Oh music dear! Podcast. Oh dear! Oh dear God! That's <laughs> oh oh no! That's oh, I can assure you that is definitely not the case. No, I know. I can tell. Oh God! That's that's so gross. Um apparently your first song was can you see me now uh, yeah so yeah that's funny what was um, what was the idea for that to be like your first yeah. song 
So that one actually hits home um, pretty hard because uh, my grandmother was passing away of breast cancer. And um, oh no, <laughs> we'll get we'll get heavy with it, listeners. Uh, but that's my that's my mo. I um and my mom and I were kind of like like we were there one hundred and one percent of the time, like the caretakers. Um, and as like a sixteen year old, like dealing with the loss of of her and she was so important in my life and also seeing my brother go through a really tragic breakup um just kind of brought this like culmination of things that were going on in my life at the time and so I kind of attributed that song to my grandma and like how she would stay up late at night and make sure that everybody was okay and act strong for everyone else's sake because she was the matri the matriarch of our family um and so that's kind of what can you see me now is about was was kind of that that process and then the chorus is like can't you see that i'm like hurting where like where are you kind of thing um so yeah wow that's that's really powerful (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm really sorry about your grandmother uh you know i just i just lost the grandfather last month you know as i know i'm sure people kind of know by now but uh so yeah i i can definitely um uh, relate to that on a very very uh on level like that so um. yeah and i I, it's funny because like i think people might think that oh it's about a relationship i actually i had this rude boy in high school tell me that to stop writing about things that i don't know (laughs) um but i it it was like such an experience that it was like well i have to write about it like you know um yeah I think like stylistically I've changed and I've grown since I released like that song and some of my other earlier music. And I've, you know, like as every songwriter does, they're like, oh, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have said that. But, you know, we kind of can't. It's just move. Keep moving. Oh, yeah. Five years in musician is like aging about 60. (laughs) (laughs) It's how I I usually look at it. It's like you you grow so much in, in such uh, short period of time, you know, like as a musician, you like, just like after one release, you know, you to learn a lot. And, uh, I feel, I feel like after five, it's like, you're, you really just do a lot of things differently than, than you did five years ago. And it's been music and it's, uh, a lot of change goes on. How do you feel you've grown as like an artist in that time? Like, how do you feel you, you've changed? Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, things that have stayed the same and things that have changed it's it's funny because like I just actually took one of my oldest songs down off of off of the streaming platforms because it's it's very country and I love it it's a beautiful song but it's it's very country and not that I not any disrespect to country but like I know that if I were to pitch it to a country artist I think that like a really strong country artist would kill it um and so it, it, it's for me, the thing that I'm trying to learn right now is like, I write a lot of songs, um, especially when I'm co-writing at least twice a week. It's like, you're, you're putting out a lot of stuff and it's the hardest part for me is deciding what is Angela and what is just like a song that Angela wrote for other people or like for a show or, you know, <laughs> and I think that's, that's like this hard line that I'm trying to tiptoe. But uh, yeah, like things like that I've learned is just like write about, Write about things that matter to you um, and just don't be hard on yourself because there was a there was a point in time after my band broke up because where I felt so insecure and so 
like empty um, because I was just like not sure what I was doing. I had had people tell me that my lyrics weren't deep enough. And I, (laughs) yeah, and it hurt. And I just, there were like three, three, four months where I could not write a single song. And that hurt me because songwriting had always been my outlet. Like, yeah, I'm sociable, but I'm pretty internal and don't, don't really talk about my feelings. I'm pretty like bubbly, happy, hi, hello to everybody. Um, And music has always been that place for me where I could, I could be sad and I could be honest or I could be a little angry or whatever it was. Um, And having those moments of like outlet and like realizing like, oh, somebody told me my lyrics aren't deep enough. Well, like that's their opinion. Like maybe the girl who's crying on her floor to teardrops on my guitar thinks that that song's pretty deep, but another guy's definitely not going to say that song is deep at all. So it's like, it's all relevant. Um, So treat your music as such, that it's for you. Obviously you want to write like with other people in mind, like it's, it's not, it's not just for you at the end of the day, but, but it is for you. Like you want to be creating what you like and what you're passionate about and don't be hard on yourself. That's, that's such a good answer. Um, I, you hit on so many big things um, in that answer too, where one, I think you bears a very good point about writing songs. Um, at the end of the day, sometimes it might not fit what you do as a musician, but it, it could fit somebody else. Yeah. That does not mean it's any less your song and your feelings that you wrote about. True. It's just someone else is like, a think of them as like the, a megaphone for you, you know, yeah. in your feelings in whatever Absolutely. you wanted to write about, you know, you're not always going to be the, the, the mouthpiece, I guess is yeah. a good, is a really good lesson to learn from that. And, uh, and I think yeah. people should consider actually pitching some of their songs to other people. Sometimes I think it's a, something that gets lost sometimes. And I think there's some very good songwriters out there that do that, do that. And, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they just write, you know, at the end of the day, just write and just keep writing. Like you said, it's like, what, like it's the worst thing that happened. You pitch it to someone else and they, they run it with it and kill it, kill it, you know? And, yeah. and, you know, so, so I don't know, that's a pretty good feeling to have too. Cause you know what? the industry is always looking for people to write songs for people. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh. And, yeah. and like, people, people forget about this a lot and they get, they get paid a good amount of money to do it too. So like, yeah. it's, it's something to definitely think about. And yeah. And like you said, like, you know, we have to remember at the end of the day, music is a very subjective thing. You know, I know I have certain gripes with lyrics at times, but I, also have now i've been able to separate myself from my my body a little bit and be like all right i have to remember this person is how many years old whatever Mm, yeah and i'm like maybe if i was that age again or you know maybe that would actually make more sense to me that you know then and you know than it is to me now you know maybe seems surface level you know stuff to me now but like maybe then it wouldn't have felt like a surface level you know whatever sort of thing so yeah. I, i'm trying <laughs> i'm progressively trying to break that that habit of of mine it's 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 difficult sometimes i i, I first instinct i want to be like oh my god right about something deeper and i'm like but like 
it's it's hard it's it's, it's hard. hard it's hard because you do you want it to be a good song and obviously like nitpick enough that you make sure that you're actually doing your due diligence as a songwriter yeah. but but also don't like don't weigh your like weigh yourself on that like yeah. i treat all my songs like babies but it's like angela not every baby is meant to shine i guess uh, it's kind of uh, like the way that you have to treat the song is, is you know it's yeah, they all have their moment and their place. And you might have written it in your bedroom when you really needed to say what you need to say. Doesn't mean the world needs to hear it, and that's fine. Yeah. But like, at least you said it for yourself. Right, right. So, what would you describe as some of your like biggest influences, inspirations from a musical standpoint? And well, and not even just that, but like your your showmanship. I notice you're a very show. You're very big on showmanship. Um, when I watch <laughs> when I watch your like live performances, I, it makes me smile because like I could tell you're very much like you put a lot of work into like the outfits, the costumes, and like everything you do. It's like on stage, you just like you put a lot of effort into that too. And you know, at the end of the day, we have to remember music is also a performance, and I think we can forget about that sometimes when we're. You know, yeah when we're in our, doing yeah. our, our musical like oh my god you know it's, like it's like so get... true yeah i mean and i'm really glad that you you noticed that and that you appreciate that because that is something like fashion and and stuff like that is something that i've loved um when i like with my theater background like i was i was part of the costume department as well as the lead in the play it was like you know the, those things go hand in hand and like not to say that your music is a package but at the end of the day it kind of is when you're like when an when people are looking at it they're they're judging it um and i i think that like the whole aesthetic and everything that goes around it is is just it's fun for me um i had somebody ask me like oh how do you keep up your instagram and i'm like well it's really just like i think taking photos and videos is really fun like i think putting on crazy makeup is fun and like if it weren't fun i don't think i'd be doing it um and like that that's you know like i i wish i was a way better producer um because i i think it would be really cool to make these beats that i see on the internet and i'm yeah. like well that's not my strongest suit but like that's what i'm doing with everything else um and like when it comes to like live shows and being a band like i'm going to perform for you because it's not about me like mm. it, it, like my songs yeah they're mine but like i want them to reach you I want them to be heard by you and have you put your meaning to them. And I think just like performance is an extra step of getting there. Um, to answer your question though, who are my biggest influences? I would say my queen of all time is Etta James. Oh, yes. I don't know how much I can like relate my music to that, but you know, just have to give that appreciation. Um, I would say like Adele, Lana Del Rey, Florence and the Machine, Maggie Rogers are probably like my four comparables. Mm. Um, you know, I, I really like just like dark, ethereal, um, but like love songs and things like that. I I think like the cinematic aspect to a lot of music is truly amazing. Um, like when they put a full orchestra in something or they put these synths where that you're like, is that a spaceship? I really love that stuff, but I have such a respect for musicians and instrumentalists that I sometimes tiptoe on the Americana line because I really like acoustic guitar 
and I think banjo's super sick. So like that's where like moments like Casey Musgraves I think is such a cool inspiration because mm. she you know she's got that super country background like her voice is kind of like Dolly Parton esque, but her music itself has so many like pop and R and B elements to it in its production and things like that that I think it's that's what I want to find for myself is a mix of these acoustic instruments with that cinematic ethereal space that doesn't exist in real life and kind of mesh them together. (laughs) That's, that's, that's a good answer. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm working on it. Can I say that every song of mine is that way yet? No. When you listen to my Spotify, you'll probably be like, well, this song's disco and this song country pop and this song is real pop and this one's soft rock. So it's like, I have a diversity within me that that I'm trying to like wrestle in. Um. <laughs> I th- I think we I think we all do. I, I know. Well, I mean, I think a good majority of creatives do. <laughs> and yeah. uh, um, I think is that that term, you know, finding your sound, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I think that's what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's. And I don't know. I don't know if I believe in that term wholeheartedly. I mean, I think a person can have a lot of different sound to them. I mean, yeah, there's a probably a, a thematical, like at, at the root of like who you are, like as, as a musician, probably certain things are, but like you could have a lot of um, variables uh, within that. I, I think, you know, and I think that's important not to forget. I've actually had like dreams of one day just doing an album of just literally all different genres every song is a different completely different like genre because i'm just a wackadoo and no uh, i i get that and i hate being put in a box so um (laughs) i I refuse to be put i'm like i don't they they try to lasso me and i just throw the lasso back at them i'm like (laughs) that's funny yeah i agree i it's definitely funny a funny line to tiptoe because because it's like well i can sing this i can also sing this but this is really fun. Like the audience gets really hyped to this. So it's kind of like finding the middle ground between all of them that I'm yeah. I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, I would say I'm, I'm really excited for like my up, up and coming releases and the one that I put out today. And I have like one song out on Spotify called Siren Call. Yes. Very good. Song. Um, that's <laughs> thank you. That is like my pride and joy for some reason. And I don't even know what genre that is. You guys tell me um <laughs> i don't but, even know what i would call it myself but it's awesome that's definitely i think my favorite song of yours um you know yeah. probably next to the song that you just made um <laughs> love after first love so let's talk about it and um well let's not talk about how spotify almost completely flo- uh, you know well Scott, sort of Spotify, but sort of Spotify, <laughs> sort of, sort of Angela. <laughs> it's okay, but, but, but it's, it's it's okay. You'll, you'll be able to listen to a Spotify at eleven fifty nine tonight. So yeah, worry. guys, <laughs> go stream it tonight when I'm gonna be sleeping. No, <laughs> I uh, yeah. So this this song, "Love After First Love," is kind of a cool. It's had a journey. It's it's been in the works for a little while. I had this idea. Uh, October of 2020 um of that like that love after first love I had two previous melodies for it didn't really know what I wanted to do with it and I ended up going out to LA as as I do and um co-writing with these two people one of them is a producer that had just moved from London to LA 
and uh, his name's Alex Flockhart. He'd been working with a band called Off Bloom. And then another writer who's just fantastic, her name is Daphne Willis. She had lived in Nashville, and that's kind of how I had gotten connected to her, is uh, a person that I knew was like, you sh- if you're going to LA, you should try and reach out to this person. Um, and so we ended up going to a session and just talking, and they were like kind of asking me about myself and like, what are what are things I've been going through or what are some themes that I've been thinking about lately? And that was kind of one that had been popping back into my head was love after first love. Kind of like, you know, I think most people would say like the first cut is the deepest or like, you know, when you go through a breakup and you're just like, oh my God, I'm never going to feel this way again. Like, I think no matter what breakup you go through, you're kind of, kind of going through that. Like, it's not going to be the same. Um, And I wanted to capture that, that like, am I going to be okay? Do I even miss this person or do I just miss being in love? Um, And I thought, I thought it was a cool concept. So I took it to them and they were like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Like, I haven't really heard, heard that before. Like, maybe like, do you believe in love? Like share, Uh, but like that, that, you know, separate, separate veins, but also not going to say that's not an inspiration. Um, But it was, yeah, it just kind of came to us. We sat down and we were just writing for like like five hours it was it was right when we started um and the dark one when I went to go home um but it was cool because I remember the producer saying to me when we were recording the vocals they were like why you're just like this cool modern Stevie Nicks and I was like yes (laughs) I I, I was so flattered (laughs) that I had to hold on to that (laughs) Yeah, I, I literally would have just been like, all right, well, I'm going home. How <laughs> kids done? All right, all right. <laughs> yep. Like, I, I'm quitting while I'm ahead. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And so we we wrote that in, in like a day. And then I went back in another night for like just vocal session. Um, and like, I ended up coming back to Nashville and kind of living my life. And I'm a dog walker on the side to make extra money. And wow. I, I uh, I was walking a dog and I was listening through all these like demos and these songs that I'd been working on. So you're basically and living I'm... you're basically living my girlfriend's dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> we love love animals. That is something about me that I think anyone will know very quickly. <laughs> Any animal, I'm down. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was I was listening like I was just outside on my morning walks that I was doing, and. I like found that that demo that we had written and I was like oh my god I forgot like how much I la- I actually really like this song that we did like this is actually a bop um and I kind of had been working on it and I decided to contact them and be like hey guys what do you think of me cutting it like I know that we wrote this kind of as like an overall arcing like it could be mine could be for sync whatever we want um and they were like yeah sure go for it so I was like, okay. Um, so me and the producer kind of discussed further, like what what the production rate would look like, and kind of like what what we would be working on. Um, and but meanwhile, I was still in Nashville, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna send you a bunch of mix notes and a bunch of ideas. And then he's like, okay, you send me the vocals. So I tried to record the vocals in my apartment, but I didn't do very good. My apartment makes a bunch of noise. Oh, no. I, just, I don't. I'm just not prepped for oh. it. It's bad acoustics uh, in there. Right? It's just the whole mess. Yeah. Well, my whole my whole apartment has like just these big glass doors, oh, and it's just, it's no. hard to like oh. <laughs> kind of you know soundproofing um, nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> exactly. Um, and so I ended up going to a friend here in Nashville's house to record the vocals and then sent them over to uh, Alex. And it was just so funny because it was like so like probably like two months of me emailing back and forth with him of just like weird little nitpicky things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, can you try doing the the drop chorus without acoustic guitar? Actually, no, I like it better with the acoustic guitar. <laughs> you know, just things like that. Um, oh, wow. So it's it's been a it's been a process. And then like for the album cover and the lyric video that I put out, it was all DIY. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I the, the a cover is awesome. I meant actually meant to tell you that, so I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah, the, the cover art is so cool. You did that on your own. So, so I'm I can't say that entirely. So basically, oh. <laughs> for the photo shoot, it was like all on our own. It was me and my parents and oh. like my brother, <laughs> um, on like the iPhone taking wow. like photos and video uh, of us with this like setup. I had built this like head crown, um, and we had had like a big bucket of of sand and other things like that and made it kind of like a whole little set um and so i we had taken photos and that was this spring this past spring and i was i like sat with the photo and i just like would stare at it in my camera roll occasionally and be like it's not what i want it to be exactly like i want it to be that photo but i want it to be cooler than that um (laughs) you know uh, as one does with an album cover yeah. and so i i put out a little video on like my social media like hey any graphic designers anybody like I just want to collaborate. I want to work with people. Like if you like this album cover photo, I want to see what you would make. Um, and I had like two of my friends like swipe up and be like, yo, I want to be on this stat. Um, and so my first friend like gave me ideas and he was really sweet and just was like, you don't have to use them. They're just ideas. And I was like, cool. And then I had this other friend who is a graphic designer and work is in the Navy. And she, she was like, Hey, I love your stuff. I've been following everything that you're doing and I would love to help you with this. I was so appreciative of her because I am not the most tech savvy person in the world. And so I was like, yes, I have all these like font ideas and things like that, but I have no idea how to execute them. And she, it was so nice because she would like send me stuff and I'd be like, not it yet. And then she sent me another thing. And I'd be like, so close, but can you change this? Um, so it was just kind of like a nit- nitpicky little process, but I, I ended up really happy with it. And especially with like, you know, not having to pay uh, $300 for a photo shoot for one album cover photo. Like it was really great for me because like when you're an artist on a small budget and you've already spent most of your budget on the actual production of the song, it was kind of like, okay, how can we do this where it's like a collaborative communal experience? Yeah, right. That, that, that's really that's really cool that you got like a lot of like different people involved and a lot of different ideas from different people and stuff so yeah uh, like that's the way i am like if if somebody reaches out to me and they're like hey i want you to feature on my track i'm 99 not gonna say no unless it's like really bad uh, <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> or like like they're like hey um i like what you're doing like I did a, I do, I did a drawing of you. Like, I'm going to post it on my social media and be like, look at this artist. Because, like, people are working towards their passions. And, like, as long as somebody's passionate about something, then I am too. Um, so, yeah. yeah that, that's that's really cool. I mean, I for, personally, I, I really like the song um, itself. I, I haven't seen the DIY, the video yet, actually. I, I need to check that out. <laughs> still but um it's nothing crazy but it's it's a video it's a visuals for all the people that want to use youtube for free 
yeah that's uh, lyric lyric videos are very good because i half the time i can't hear them so <laughs> I'm, I'm that auditory processing problems uh hashtag um but um yeah no the song i i listened to it on my bluetooth speaker actually like right before we got on um because okay. that that's like the best way i i hear songs because yeah. i can hear things clearly and lyrically it's like just really sad um it's really it made me very sad but like in in like a really good way i mean it's it's like it obviously it hit me in a certain way where i'm like wow like like you know it's a good concept like like you like uh you said you brought it to them and i know they kind of saw the same thing i would i think i saw um where it's it's very good um in terms of like you know you get i think everybody yeah like you said i think a lot of people have that feeling of like will i ever get this again you know if i if i get rid of this will i ever have this again you know it's like it's we we always think i think you know from a um a standpoint of like i can't possibly do better for myself you know it's like this was it this was the peak like i can't ever quite match this and i can't how can i move on from this and and i think it's 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 you know a relatively simple concept but it's it's one that a lot of people relate with and a lot of people deal with and i think it's it's a, I think you described it uh, in very well in a very clever, clever way in the song. I like okay. I, I really I really like the uh, line about um, and I, I'm paraphrasing here because, again, I'm terrible okay. at memorizing lyrics. I, I have like always like know like the, the gist of it, to. but like um, of the of the tides washing you oh, out to like a, yeah, uh, pulled me into uh, the tides of your yeah, ocean washed to, up on a shore someplace that i yeah. i love that line that's so so good um that that to me like it sticks out it's like one of those things i like remember it's like a really good metaphorical way to like describe ah, of uh, describing that uh feeling that you have yeah. and that's what i like um with songwriting um when people do that i like i don't necessarily like when people tell me exactly what they what? feel it, it it's like it it just comes off as this like I don't know. I don't know the word for it, but it, it feels very surface level. That feels very yeah, surface. It's like level a parent. Yeah. You know, and where I like when you did that because it's like, you're putting that ex- experience to a, a, a situation that could be like, it's like painting a picture, you know, with that line. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I think it's a very good relative um, comparison. Thank you. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I like I have an affinity for the ocean. Like you kind of see those themes throughout my music. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, it's fun for me because like this song, like, yeah, the lyrics are sad, but like sonically, it's not sad. It's like very like almost like anthemic and like almost. Yeah, I was I was going to bring this up, too, because I, I was literally the same thought crossed my mind when I was listening to it. I'm like wow she kind of tricked everybody with this because it's a very if you're not listening to the lyrics you'd think like wow this is like a really like upbeat like kind of like like almost like a radio upbeat radio song and then it's like then you listen you're like oh shit like that's not very happy like (laughs) yeah it's like the the feeling is the feeling isn't happy but like hopefully the music is like encouraging that like it will be it will be okay yeah that's a, that's a like, good way to like it's a kind of like a good companion piece to that it's like you know yeah. to the lyrics i guess you know and that, that's a good really good way of thinking about it is like that it's like a hope and optimism accompanying the feeling of like 
lack thereof so yeah that's cool no I, I love hearing what other people think of the songs because like I feel like when you're writing them you get so caught up in your own head that you're like I don't even know I don't know what this is like I don't know who it sounds like what like I feel like that's the hardest part for me about the whole process is like writing the bio of the song and like writing your pitch I'm like I don't know I wrote it and I wrote it and that's that <laughs> like where you kind of have to like decide like what artist does it sound like what what themes what's tell, tell me more about this uh, songwriting process and what how do you kind of approach it um you know when it ter- comes in terms of like when you first start to like you know to when you fully flesh out an idea like how do you kind of get there from a to b to or a to b to c to d to you know and, sometimes, <laughs> and, and then sometimes you go to like z but then you go back to like yeah you go back to a yeah like to like v and then like somewhere <laughs> somewhere you hit k for some reason but like then you went back to a so yeah. it, it's that's kind of songwriting in a, a lot of yeah no i agree 100 percent. so i would say like my I like having some sort of like chords or some sort of harmony or a track um, underneath because I think music speaks like music has its own feeling. And I think that the lyrics, lyrics are super important, but lyrics should be there to like help the melody or like help the the song, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, And so like, I love when like, especially when I'm in a co-write and I'm like, just keep playing. Just keep looping what you're looping. And I'm just going to throw out 500 different melodies. And whichever one is the one that sticks is the one that we'll go with. Hmm. Um, so kind of like, I think for this, for this, like, love after first love, it was like, I had like three other melodies for this love after first love. And I, I was like, none of these are very strong. And I like brought them to the co-writers and they're like, okay, so like, if you don't like them, then like, let's find a new one. Um, but I did, however, like we found like a verse melody and we were like that's it that's where we're gonna start and then we'll find the pre-chorus and the chorus after yeah um what's funny about this song was like as you said like a to b to c to you know yeah um, this song that i object was the bridge of this song it was actually originally like the day that we wrote it the pre-chorus for all the other parts of the song Mm. um which I thought was kind of funny because like we we realized like it just kind of slowed down and hindered the song. Um, and right. they, they, my co-writers were like, okay, let's just get rid of it. And there is a version of the song where it just doesn't have a bridge um, and it like doesn't have that piece in it anymore. I, I missed it. I was like, no, we have to like, let's just do it as the bridge because I really like I thought it it, it takes you in a different area. It's kind of like Eagles-esque. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I like it and I still want it to be a part of it. So let's put it in the bridge um yeah so like songwriting process i would just say like i throw out a lot of melodies and then we then i kind of just like hone back in on the lyrics i think there are certain moments in certain songs where like you know if there's a lot of feeling that needs to be said i'll maybe jot things down before i even start coming up with like an actual song it's more just like i have this melody and i'm gonna I'm just going to start singing do 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 and then whatever words come out of my mouth come out of my mouth and I often will just keep my voice memos running um even when I'm just like I always said it was embarrassing in like high school and stuff because I would like raise my hand and be like hey I have to go to the bathroom I did not have to go to the bathroom I had to record a song idea that is what I was doing sounds like me at work yeah 
exactly. Um, I hope my boss didn't hear that. Hopefully that's, not. All, that's all right. It's okay. You can you can take song breaks. Yeah, you'll understand, Bob. That's okay. <laughs> um. So I yeah. I, I actually that. did that. I actually did that today. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> it's, it's important. You have I, to catch. I, I, this is actually the first time. Today was the first time I ever did a voice memo because I do not operate like that normally. I am actually a lyrics first writer. Okay. I I cannot write with um I I don't know what it is. I just I can't I think I struggle. I feel like when I I come up with a quarter progression, I feel like I get boxed in where I'm like mm. I can't I can't write this to yeah. this. And I have feelings I want to write that. I want to write this word. I want to write this word and I can't That's write this word if I have the, I'm, I'm fucked up um, no I no I get that because I think I think it depends on what the goal is for me because like if, if I'm just writing for myself and like I say I've had like a really hard day or something and I'm just writing there are times where I'll just like write paragraphs that are not as like at all associated to music or even poetry <laughs> they're just thoughts yeah, and feelings. yeah. that's and what I've I'll been doing through, lately yeah <laughs> that's what I've been and then doing. I'll yeah like I'll look through them and be like okay that was shit that is gold and then i'll take the gold and i'll be like okay how can we put this in the song yeah the one thing i think that's hard like why i don't often do it in the way that you do it is because you were saying like oh wait the word fits into the phrase i get like super like about the melody so i'm like well the syllable count has to fit into the melody uh you know and so that's where i'm like sometimes it is better for me to have the melody and just say words that fit in that melody because then it's just like super organic already fits Mm, um yeah maybe maybe you got a point there i just throw a lot of traditional songwriting elements out i think that's cool no i mean that's how some of the greatest have done it i think stevie nicks and bob dylan like that's how they did it so like there's no shame to that at all i'm like syllables who needs them i'm like (laughs) (laughs) we'll make words up i'm just gonna do things I was just going to make this work. I don't care. Uh, this is yeah. what the word I want. I don't want I don't want to change it. So I get it. <laughs> um, I'm very stubborn. So <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to that, I'm like, I'm like extremely stubborn. So uh, I mean, to my hindrance, but I don't care. But um, <laughs> so what what would you say is maybe like a favorite lyric that you've you have written personally? Or I know so that's like. That's like I, I know. It's like trying to choose between like children. I know, but but uh, yeah. I think honestly, like <laughs> I have this song, "Changing Plates," and it's yeah. a very everybody is always confused because they're like, "Do you mean like Chinaware, like plates?" And I'm like, "No, I mean license plates." Oh my god! And I think that one's that one's kind of just funny because it's it's just super simple. It's changing plates and changing places. That's um, what I got from that. <laughs> yeah, because it it seems apparent based off of the story, but you know, um, and I think that's cool. I I think overall arcing like lyrics that I like a lot is in Siren Call. Yeah. Um, just feeling like like not much is going on back home, but I still feel left out um, mm. of the everyday happenings. Like I'm, I'm destined to follow a dream kind of thing. Um, so I would say like overarching theme, that one means a lot to me, but honestly, love after first love probably has some of like the tightest 
most yeah. like thought through lyrics, which I think is really cool. And kind of like as you were saying earlier, like what are things that you've you've learned is kind of like that where you're getting like more tight, like more tight with the the image that you're painting. Yeah, right. I feel like you write about a lot of bittersweet concepts, Angela. <laughs> True. You're, you're, I, and I, I love it because I, I don't like happy songs for the most part. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm one of those people. I'm just like, give me the saddest thing you have. I don't, I want your saddest, like inner demons like, coming at me. <laughs> like, oh, I, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not yeah. a, a, a happy, up go lucky person. So maybe that's just. No, I get it. I, I mean, yeah. like, I think that's also kind of the artist in us is like, it's my form of expression. Right. Like, if I want to be happy, then I'll just go be happy and go hang out with my friends. Yeah. Like, I don't need to write a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, but um, like I, one of my like favorite quotes, not sure who it's by, but it's when words fail, music speaks. Yeah. It's always really spoke to me because like, sometimes I don't say what I'm feeling and I just like let things happen and let things go because I'm like, I don't want to cause an issue. I don't want to, I don't want any drama, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I just, I stay silent and music has been like a way for me to not stay silent. Um, and I think that's really cool. I would say like, yeah, there's definitely bittersweet, bittersweet things in most of my music. Um, because I'm just a really reflective I'm going to be a really bad old lady because I'm super like nostalgic. Uh, um, yeah. So there, there is that in me. Um, but I also hope to like show the themes of like overarching, like freedom and liberation and following your dreams and like going for your passions, um, which is kind of like siren call and changing plates and flyaway all have that where it's like, there's, there's bittersweetness in it. Uh, because obviously an experience like of past things but there's like that i'm going and i'm gonna go do it i'm gonna go pursue this i'm gonna go be who i need to be who i've always been meant to be um so wow (laughs) yeah i i like i don't know like i just i can i could just relate to you on on a that level because um i know it's for me i was for a long time i wasn't found a very vocal person um and you know, I I found it hard to express my feelings without the feeling of like, am I going to cause strife? Or am I going to cause, uh, you know, problems? And um, you know, I I think that the writing songs is definitely a way for people to get that out of their system. People that feel silenced and people that feel um, that they don't have a voice. Um, I think I think it gives a voice to the voiceless. Um, mm-hmm um it's 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 an important important tool i think for internally uh internally driven people i i think and it's yeah and even even like if if it's not from a writer's perspective but just from a listener's perspective like there's so much self-reflection that goes on when you listen to music any kind of music happy or sad like the 21st night of september everybody who hears that is immediately going to start thinking about oh yeah what was i doing this september you know like whatever (laughs) you know there's there's that magic to music where it does bring like yeah our our experience but it's brought full circle with every other person's experience and like that song is is no longer just yours it's theirs because they have their experience tied to it yeah and maybe that was like their way of freeing themselves or escaping a situation that they didn't belong in 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I mean, the amount of times you hear, you know, like people tell, say like, you know, music saved my life, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's, that's a pretty, pretty wild, the power that it can have, you know, yeah. for that, for that amount of people you know, to be able to do that. And uh, it's pretty amazing. It really is. Um, but to break away from the sad stuff for mm-hmm. a minute, we're going we're gonna to talk about some little bit like a non-music things for a little bit. Cool. So what are you really fond of doing away from music? What are some of your, your passions away from music and hobbies and, yeah. and stuff? I want to know. just like curious. I love, I love animals. Well, so, yes, I, like I gathered not, that much. But. Yeah, that one's that one's like definitely like one of my like top personality traits is like if there's a dog at somebody's house, I'm going to be on the floor petting it <laughs> uh, or a cat or a lizard or like literally anything. Uh, um, maybe not a snake or a shark, but like that's OK. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that would be one of my things. Like, obviously, I spend every day walking dogs. Um, additionally, I work for a tech company. And so like I'm. I really like the um, like the influencer space. I think it's really intriguing, um, and I, that's kind of why like I do music, but I also like part time. Like you'll see occasional posts of me posting about the vitamins I take, or you know different things like that. Because I think it's really cool that like marketing doesn't have to come from this this big company telling you that this thing is this it's like yeah yeah it's like an actual person's experience and so like i kind of want to like be be honest and open and like use these products and like experience them and like share them with my with my people so i think that's really cool like as well as like photography and videography like it's Hmm. it's all about that creation process uh, for me whether it's music or it's content um another i love i love traveling if i could like that's like my dream is to go on tour as a musician um, because I think traveling is so important for just learning about other cultures and just like thinking about the world is so much bigger than your little town or your little house, you know, and, and every problem that you have in your life really starts to weigh on you when you're in this small vacuum of space. But when you, when you get to see like the struggles that other people are going through or the the wonderful things that other people have, it pushes you to like, to think beyond yourself. And I think that that is so cool. And I think like studying abroad, like I technically haven't done it, but like, I wish that like the education system was more encouraging of things like that or not, not even encouraging, but more accessible. Um, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, let me go on about that though i'm a i'm at this point at a, a college dropout so i can i can rant about that a little bit um, <laughs> yeah other things that i like like i love um i grew up in utah so i'm obviously kind of outdoorsy like i like i like hiking and i'm not very good at skiing i'm sorry all the utah uh, listeners oh don't um, worry i'm sure I, I you're a lot better than i would be so <laughs> But like, like uh, swimming and kayaking and just like going to the beach and doing that kind of stuff is really fun. Um, I'm a major foodie. Yeah, it's probably not for the best. I've I've retired from hiking myself. Um, I'm a tick magnet. I'm not a I'm not I'm not a chick magnet. I'm a tick magnet. A tick magnet. I I never I I never had to deal with those. I am I am a tick slash mosquito magnet 
um they love me i am a mosquito magnet for uh, sure. I, I, I they actually sent me to the hospital so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on vacation so yeah that's horrible yeah, yeah. I, this is why i no longer hike because i got viral meningitis and was in the hospital for like four days so oh, that's I, horrible I was like, yeah no i'm never going outdoors again i'm literally just gonna stay in my house all day i'm never gonna go anywhere <laughs> ever <music>. again <laughs> and just yeah i'm just gonna seclude myself and never go near a tree ever again so no that's right <laughs> Again? so so that yeah it's a different area I, I live in the northeast i live in connecticut so okay. it, it's yeah. like it has the woods <laughs> woods everywhere lyme disease away and <laughs> oh, it's true. even uh in nashville the bugs that i have had to learn to like endeavor or their craziness oh god probably yeah. in nashville during the summer that i'm not wearing bug spray from head to toe like whether it's sunny or not <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember a few years ago we had like a mosquito infestation. Like, and like I was co helping coach for a football high school football team that well, my alma mater high school, and um, and I we like they literally had to like wait for the mosquitoes, the frost to hit, so the mosquitoes would die, so they can continue yeah. having football games. So. Oh yeah, no, I was like, oh, great. I'm going to end up in the hospital again. So that's, yeah. that's cool. Um, <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. I love that for me. Um, but yeah, no, I also love food. Food is amazing. I, yeah. I probably make pretty terrible choices on food sometimes, but um, that's, that's okay. It. That's all right. Yeah, it's for you anyway. Um, yeah. Like I, I would say like my top things are like music, fashion, uh, travel, food and animals. Like if you if you're gonna go to my page, <laughs> that's probably what you're gonna see. Is I, like I, I appreciate your dedication to fashion because if I throw on more than than sweatpants, I'm I'm like it's a win for me. I'm like oh my <laughs> god, I look like amazing today. Oh my it, god. <laughs> for me, it's like a, it's like a collector's thing. Um, oh. <laughs> most of my clothes like aren't even like that new. It's like I've been I've been like get growing this collection since I was like 15 of like these items that I think are unique wow. and cool and um I also like growing up in Utah like and I think most honestly a lot of places uh people don't dress all that cool like it's just kind of like all right like jeans and a t-shirt cool where I have never been that way I have always worn these ridiculous shoes that people would say like oh clown shoes or whatever i've always like just just done that stuff like i've like i'm, I'm just picturing you like walking out of a clown car now <laughs> yeah, the big, <laughs> big clunky yellow red shoes um and i think it's it's cool because like that's always been like a form of self-expression for me too is it's like i don't i don't like to blend in and i don't want to be the same as everybody else and maybe that's my inner aquarius coming out but like you know that's <laughs> like i just oh, i've always yeah. wanted to express myself in as many ways as i could i guess yeah no it's like i i think that and then and then uh depression lawrence is like yeah no you're not doing yeah. that you're you're well, you're 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 sitting you're staying in sweatpants and 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 the uh, sweatshirt now oh don't get me wrong i have days where i or like of days where i wear the same like leggings oh and yeah no makeup for days but nice. like when it comes to like stepping out and like showing myself as <laughs> me i feel like the most secure when i'm like actually like in fun clothes like i know that uh. sounds weird but like I don't feel like myself when I'm wearing a t-shirt and I never have 
Hmm. I've always felt like really weird and frumpy and not not good. Uh, <laughs> so it's, just, it's funny, but like yeah. when it's funny like, how when I wear it to sleep at night, it doesn't matter. Uh, like it's funny how different we like pe- people as humans like can be because like I literally have the opposite feeling. If I'm like in something like a costume or like in, yeah. I feel so insecure. I feel like if I have I'm overdressed, I feel so like not myself i feel like i feel like i'm impersonating somebody else that's like yeah yeah, so it's like it's funny it's just different it's it's all about expression like and like that's what's funny is like it doesn't have to be fancy clothes it doesn't have to be it's just like the items like the items that you like that express yourself like whether it's a t-shirt if it's like a t-shirt with like a logo that means something to you it's like i think that's so cool like i love asking people those kinds of things i'm thinking about becoming an adidas influencer because that's like all all I wear is just Adidas now. Honestly, tag him. Tag him in your posts. Adidas, hello. Please give me money. Although, can I? I'm gonna give one suggestion for everybody listening and for you. If you're gonna do like branded content, really try and stay consistent with the brand that you're posting about. So, like, say you're wearing an Adidas outfit. Don't wear an Adidas outfit and then Nike shoes because Adidas isn't gonna oh, pick your content. Yeah, no, that Nike shoes on. Yeah. Um, but you would be amazed at how many people make that mistake. Like, cause like my tech job that I work is like looking through people's content that they've tagged brands in. And it's just like, Oh, you don't fit the brand guidelines. Oh, you don't fit the brand guidelines. Yeah. Um, and it, it's too bad. Cause it's like, these could have been really good posts if you had just not shown another brand in the picture or whatever it is. Oh, I'll be a whore for Adidas. I don't care. I mean, like hey, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do whatever, I'll do whatever they want. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'm please, uh, I, I'll, I'll wear, I'll, I'll go fucking tracksuit all day, everything looking like a Italian, mo- Italian mobster Adidas and Adidas wear and. Just tag him. Oh yeah, no, I, I got like two pairs of like Adidas track pants the other the other day that I like love now, and I'm just like. Wow, fancy pants, McGee over here. I'm like, watch, watch out, watch out, world. Watch out, world. He's coming for you. <laughs> Adidas. Coming for that Adidas sponsorship. <laughs> the Adidas, I'm just looking for an Adidas sponsorship. <laughs> no, definitely, like, consider tagging them in your posts. Like, even if it's like a podcast post, if you're wearing an Adidas fit, they might post it. You never know. My girlfriend just joking the other day. She's like, "You wear the same Transcend Brewery hoodie, like." every other day what why don't they just sponsor you already i'm like well babe one reason is because they're like a family-owned brewery by like three people so like i don't think that's gonna happen but good idea you know like <laughs> you're just free advertising that's all yeah no I, and also just really like the hoodie it's really comfortable yeah. and it, it's just like my my comfort my comfort uh wear <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what's actually so cool like even like we're bringing like the fashion back into the artist of like um merch merch is so important oh, for artists. Um, yes like, I, I love yet. this i love this talk i love merch merchandise is so important because merch is how artists get free exposure i mean like it's i mean you know free is a is a relative word but like right. if they're getting exposure say you wear that that brewery sweatshirt that brewery is immediately like being seen by other people that they're like, Hmm, I've never been to that brewery. Maybe I'll go. Same with like your music. Like, uh, Oh, you see it. Angela, right. Hmm, maybe I'll listen to it. Like, you know, it's, just, just, it's cool. Did you have merch? I, am I, maybe I've been no. so, I've been so like dumb and you I know, didn't notice it, but like, I wish I would like to, 
but I feel like um, I just don't feel that I have a large enough fan base for that yet. Ooh, I I disagree. Yeah. I I disagree. I disagree. Well, that's sweet. That's very sweet. But stop, I like, stop being so humble. No, but I feel get the like, bag. Get the bag. Come on. Get the bag. But I feel yes. like um, you know, I'm working so hard and investing so much time and money into like the music, the photographs. Uh, the videos, I hear you. Hours, <laughs> it's a lot. All the stuff that it's like. If I were to do merch, I feel like I would end up like ordering and getting all this stuff and then maybe selling it to like 15 of my closest friends and family, um, kind of feeling like a like a little pity project. Um, and I know that it's not, but like I want to get to the point where like if I were like if I'm doing merch that I know that like I could sell it at shows and like people would would be curious to buy it. Um, but well, I do have I have a thought about merch. If I were to do merch, the things that I would do are kind of funny. Like, I think having a use for your merch is so important. Yes. I, yes. I'm personally not the type of person who's probably ever going to wear a band t-shirt. Like, I I have a Led Zeppelin t-shirt and a Pink Floyd t-shirt, but that's because they're the coolest bands of all time. Um, But, like, I know, whatever, listeners, you might disagree. But, um... I, I'm not going to wear some, like, I have so many friends that I love dearly, but I'm probably not going to wear their shirt out and about. Yeah. Oof, oof. I know that sounds rude, but like, oh. it's just, you know. Um, you just, you just broke but, some hearts right now. <laughs> I know. But however, I know somebody who made a lighter for their merch. I love that. I bought it and I used it for a year. And everybody that saw it saw it, you know. And I, I think that's really cool. So like, when I'm when I'm gonna do merch, I hope that it's like things that that are somewhat useful. Yeah, like, I, I agree with you because I've been actually like on uh, this subject for a while now. I, on the podcast, and I've been telling people like, yo, like, how if you have merch, you know, don't have it just be shirts and stuff. Like, have like cool stuff that people can use because that stuff is like, like you know people have it in their everyday life and they can just they'll know like they made like a purchase worth you know like yeah. not to say t- t-shirts are i love band t-shirts i, I mean oh, I, yeah. I wear mine all the time i mean it's like i i love showing off the concerts i've been to uh, yeah you know so it's like but like i i but i hear from your perspective too i completely understand that as well because it, you know sometimes you just want something you can use and i also think like as an artist if i were to design a t-shirt i would get super artistic and picky with it to the point where it would be like so niche yeah. that only like certain people would want it. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know somebody, and I'm like, I'm completely spacing who this is now. I, I don't know why. I can't remember who it is, but like, I know like somebody was making like self defense like keychains, you know, for like women, you know, That's for like. Dope. Yeah, I don't even not even sure if it was a musician. Actually, it might have been one of my crafty friends that like makes That's like res, resin crafts or something. I can't remember, but. But yeah, like stuff like that, like be creative with your merch if you're going to do it. Like, and but, um, yeah, you can count me in pre order. I'm putting in my pre order for your whatever your merch is. Like, I'm just putting it down right now. Um, just I'll be the first um, new order and and I will spread the word whenever you do. No, that's that's really sweet. I, I, I like make it, I, I make it a point, like, whenever somebody has like one of my musician friends has like merch out, I'm like. Oh, I gotta run to the Instagram story. I gotta tell yeah. everybody. No, I especially, especially with like when my friends write songs. Like, I just I know how much time and work and effort put is put into it. So I'm like, it takes me two seconds to post it on my story. I'm gonna post it on my story. Right. You know, like unless it's 
again like in the quality but like uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it's it's really funny to me when people will post like some random tumblr quote on their instagram but then they won't reshare your song oh (laughs) any sense like i'm asking you to post this on your gram like it's not on your profile i just like 24 hours of your time i can't have 24 hours of your time that's too bad the the random tumblr quote that's been like repurposed on about 700 different websites by now and has been seen by like about 100 million people like oh thanks thanks for that content guys appreciate it i do think it's funny how like people there's like two there's two things it's people either want to be the first to discover it or they want to go with the trend Mm. and they'll either support you when you're small or they'll support you once you're big because you've already proven yourself Right. right and it's really funny to me to find the two differences between people and and what makes them choose those things and i think it's really interesting yeah it's also crazy to me like the people that will literally not tell people where they got something because they don't want other people to get it i'm Mm -hmm. like that is the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life like what is actually wrong with you are you psychotic like um like i don't i don't understand those people either so yeah i mean that goes for so many things like in like job interviews like like fashion music music <laughs> gear like gear like gear like oh where'd you get that piece of gear i'm, I'm not telling you yeah like, like, okay okay all right okay cool whatever hoard your equipment i'll find yeah, my own i guess sometimes when people ask me where i get my stuff i'm like oh god i don't remember and i'm like <laughs> i got this 10 years ago and, uh, oh, i don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, I think that's that's an interesting thing to say so like what have you been like other media like what other media have you been like really into lately whether if it's like uh tv books uh movies um gaming i don't know if you're a gamer at all but uh, you know some people are on the show but um you know i i am a tv and movie nerd um i i watch it a lot like i it's funny because like I have some friends that are like in film and I genuinely enjoy talking to them about films and I enjoy talking to most of my musician friends about music. Damn. Wow. Because it's just like it's they're, so they're, they're not nearly as snobby. <laughs> well, well that and also just like it's easygoing and it's kind of like separate separate yeah. from my like because music, I love music. It's my passion, it's my life. But it gets but intense. Aspect of it where like it is work sometimes. Yeah, right. Um, right. Where like movies and TV like they aren't, um, and so I just get to like dork out about all that stuff. Um, I think it's like Westworld on Amazon has been a like a favorite of mine for a while. It's very like sci-fi. Um, I'm a major dork for all things rom-com, so like Austin Powers, Friends, uh. How I Met Your Mother, The Office, all that. I will I will watch. I love that Austin Powers found its way into the that like grouping of of shows and, and well, I, I that I'm like Austin I love Powers. that. It's funny. I love Austin Powers. I, I, like I think some like females would think that I wasn't wasn't feminist because I think they're hilarious, but like I think they're just hilarious. Um because it's making fun of James Bond, and I think James yeah. Bond I like James Bond movies also you know but like 
I think I think it's just I think they're hilarious, and I I can't deny like certain things obviously because they were made a while ago are offensive, um, but other things are just truly still still funny to me, um, and yeah, like I I like comedies because like they can take me into a different place in a different world. Like same with sci-fi. Like I like sci-fi yeah. because it's it's completely different, and you can just take yourself and not no longer be in reality and i like i like that feeling and i hope that kind of my music can kind of do the same thing in some aspects of it (laughs) i mean austin powers is definitely one of my one of my faves growing up i mean mean, liz hurley had me feeling types types of ways when i was younger i get it um when i was little all I wanted to be was Foxy Cleopatra. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know who Beyonce was yet, but I wanted to be her. Like, I didn't even know Beyonce sang or anything. <laughs> I just knew her as Foxy Cleopatra, and I was down. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, did you see the um, the GM commercial, uh, the Austin Powers GM commercial? Oh, for the Super Bowl? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I feel like a loser this year, but that's okay. It, it was. It was amazing. You need to go watch it because I know you'll appreciate it as a yeah. Austin Powers fan. So, <laughs> also, there's something to be said about my affinity for like the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, like I just, I really love that stuff, and I always have, even before it was trendy. I get that feeling from you a lot when i especially when i see your wardrobe and everything on stage and everything you, it's very much like a, a throwback like kind of like bowie kind of reminds me of like david bowie like a yeah. little, little bit and like you know the, that type of fl- like flamboyant like standout sort of uh outfits that you wear are like really cool throwback oh, like that makes me happy to hear i, lo- I love bowie um yeah so i think that that's kind of like an interesting way to like bring it all together is like there's that like i uh, i say it's like a a glam hippie rock and roller yeah it's kind of like, you know it's like you're glamorous but you're also like hippie wearing like these really free-flowing like dresses or like bell sleeves or whatever it is and it, i don't know it's fun <laughs> um but yeah as far as media it's it's usually like movies and things i wish i was better about about books i have like a whole book collection of like things that i have read um but i haven't been like super into like like a book series or anything like that in a while uh, yeah i'm not a big like into book series i'm more more or less now i like to just read individual books it, it like i used for a while i was really bad with reading like well it's I should say fiction books. I was really bad. I I would love like to read nonfiction stuff. Like I, I'm very into like just factoid stuff. I'm like just a big, just nerd for random like, just facts yeah. about. So I would just read all my autobiographies and biographies all the time. But like now I've been like pushing my comfort zone again. I'm like okay, Lawrence, you got to read some like fiction again. Like well, I respect that taste of. Uh, books though because i think a lot of people don't and but you're actually learning things that have happened and occurred and are real um which i i respect a lot because you know like i think there's so much of life that like doesn't even realize like what has gone on in the world um oh another thing i do i love me some audiobooks though oh i i do i listen to audiobooks or podcasts like meditative podcasts every night before i go to sleep Oh, because I could never fall asleep to media growing up. I don't know why. I think it's just my like my ADD or something. But oh. especially music, 
to this day, I still cannot fall asleep to music because I am singing the song until I'm unconscious. That's okay. Or I just want I, to be unconscious. I, to- I totally understand because I am probably, I'm actually just took a screener for like ADD and like, and everything. And pretty sure I've had it for most of my life and didn't like realize it until like recently. I'm like, yeah, I think I have this. <laughs> and, and my therapist is like, yeah, we should give you a screener. <laughs> and and then it turns out it's like, yeah, you probably hit most of the, the, um, the criteria. So I, I know how your brain works. Trust me. I get it. I can't go to sleep some nights. Well, yeah, it, it's so hard to fall asleep. Just as I think as a person, when you think about your daily stresses and all your regrets and all the things that you have to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to get overwhelmed by like listening to other things that right. they would walk right. it out. Like right. I can't fall asleep to like TV or music because yeah. I, I get too focused. I want to watch it or I oh. want to listen to it or I want to figure out what chords being played um, wh- or like what's said next. Uh, wearing like books and podcasts or like meditations, I feel like, okay, if I have a timer set, like I know that I can rewind it and I yeah. won't, I'm not missing anything. And I'm just like listening to a soothing voice rather than like, Angela, Angela, you have thoughts, you have this. <laughs> Why aren't you doing this? Yeah, I thought Remember I... when you said that five years ago? Like, well, literally. <laughs> I, I, <That's>... Yeah. <laughs> So I feel like podcasts and books have kind of been helpful uh, for me to ground, ground those, those thoughts out a little. Yeah, yeah I, I I deal with the same crap. God forbid an idea pops into my head. Oh, no. that Then it's like, oh, my God. Now I have to get up. And now I have yes. to flush, flush this idea out because it just popped in my head. I'm like, wait, I need to act on this now. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm not sleeping. Um, but I have actually have tried some different tactics. Um, one, because... I don't think I could ever clear my mind enough for meditation. Um, I am an absolute thought machine and I don't know if I could ever clear my mind enough for it. Maybe I need to give it more of a try, but oof, it's hard for me. I fidget like constantly. I can't stop moving. Um, And, uh, but I recently, I've employed a lot of different things for sleep. I like, I'm looking at my diffuser actually right over there right now and essential oils. I am like, who am I? 18 year old me would have been like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you spraying lavender on your skin? Because it smells amazing. Why not? <laughs> hey, but like now I'm like, oh God, I just, I'm like, ah, I used my eucalyptus oil and my lavender yeah. oil and my diffuser last night and I feel so good. I'm no, like, routines are important and like uh, smells, smells and vibes are so important uh, i've also employed the use of uh like uh, melatonin and like mm-hmm. um uh, what else do i have over here i have like all these supplements um l-theanine um uh, gaba um it's all that good stuff um i i literally just like shovel it in my mouth some nights i'm just like okay all right we're gonna we're gonna sleep <laughs> we're gonna sleep no it was it's good i'm so god bless my psychiatrist for coming into my life uh and for like showing me these things i'm like oh my god i can actually like find ways to like combat this now and yeah. not get up in two in the morning and start doing things i start getting getting ideas about <laughs> and not go back to sleep so uh sleeping what a conundrum that is the difficulty <laughs> but also super not difficult in the mornings for me oh, i could until 3 p.m if somebody let me right like i i love like i'll take like a nap at like 12 and 12 o'clock i'm just like yeah i'm gonna go to sleep now <laughs> <laughs> yeah go figure right like 
or like I'll take like I'll like go to sleep at like five and I'll get up at like nine. I'm like, oh wow, no wonder I can't get get to sleep now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel that completely. So, what, um, what do you offer to like try to incentivize your fans? Like whether you know in the future like maybe it's like a patreon thing or just extra content behind the scenes stuff uh q a i've noticed a lot of artists have been kind of starting to play stuff like that to give extra reasons you know for people to follow yeah i think that's actually that's a really cool question to ask because that's something that i've kind of been trying to ask myself Mm. um it's like what what value do i bring what what is my message who am i trying to talk to and it was like like my overarching like message and theme would be like liberation and freedom and and kind of telling people that they can do what they what they are thinking about um but yeah like i i think like the behind the scenes stuff is super crucial um you can like go on my instagram and uh see there's like a tile like a tile setup for each of my album releases and when you look, when you click on each of those, they're all behind the scenes videos of what the songwriting process was, what the re- uh, recording process was, what the album cover was like. And I think that that stuff is really cool because I think, you know, the average listener might not know how much is put into the process. Mm. Um, and so I think that's really cool. I would say like, I don't have a Patreon yet, but I think that that's a really good idea. Um kind of just like some fun ideas that I was coming up with the other day to try and maybe like think about for like my next pre-save campaign is like to incentivize people is like I'll like write a line about you and I'll sing it and share it on my story or like um like I'll I'll like show you a crystal or a rock that like reminds me of you because oh that that's another thing I collect rocks um they don't have to be like spiritual or anything like that but um just like momentous places that i've been and like travel to and things like that obviously i didn't i didn't start this that long ago so my collection isn't huge but you know just like things like that um like i think that like vibey places and like aesthetics and stuff like that is really cool so like i like to share share that with my followers like when i travel i will post like these are the spots where i went to go take photos like go go take the same photos i don't care um like again like that gatekeeping like i'm not gonna tell you where i did this like i'm probably gonna tell you where i did this and if i didn't it's probably because i don't remember where i did it (laughs) (laughs) um or like i just yeah uh so it's i think that's kind of something is like i want to let people in i don't like i think yeah there is an aspect to it of like you want to be like this mysterious like artist or whatever Um, and I have friends that are like really about that. Like they don't post anything about their life. They only post like an occasional voice memo and it's very like, what is this? Is this a song coming out or is this just like rain? Um, (laughs) and, uh, and I think that's cool, but I think there is an aspect of me that, that like, yeah, there's, there are things that are, that are mine and that are personable but like I want to be open with people and like I want to share like the supplements that I use and the the hair care that I do and you know different things like that just like remember like we are people um like I remember even like on TikTok like I posted a video it was like a cover of a Willow Smith song I thought it was fine but apparently the my my TikTok friends did not because I got a lot of like hate on it really and I I know um 
and I felt so insecure and I started <laughs> it's really sad it was a lot my mom and dad were in town like when I was in I was like in LA with my sister and my mom and dad were visiting for like a couple days and I started crying at the lunch table <laughs> and they're like Angela what is going on oh. and I was like, these people are saying mean things and I, it's just so funny because like you you do have to like remember like there's a person on the other side of the screen that's receiving it or there's a person that's sending it and they're probably not sending it actually about you. They're just sending it because they're sending it. Yeah. So there's, there's some very interesting people on the TikTok. Um, I've noticed uh, tend to frequently do things like this um, and actually look to do things like this. Yeah. Um, that's kind of their main that deal on there is is they try to elicit reactions from people mm -hmm. and try to it just try to kind of goad people and eh, i don't know man i just i don't think that's for me that's not a way to live um i i just i don't know why i don't know if i could ever have that type of energy to even want to do that um but yeah this is like a funny vice of mine that I've discovered this year. I don't think I ever did it before, but uh, on Instagram, rather than like looking at people's posts, I'll look at the comment, like say like a meme page post something, and I'll look through the comments and look at the the funny things that people are saying, and I genuinely spend more time looking at comments, <laughs> the actual post. Oh, no, like me too. Pretty entertaining. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I'm I'm bad. I'm notoriously bad about doing that. I literally just get sucked into a comment thread about a post for like an hour, and I'm just like, where where did I go for like the last hour? Why am I looking at this guy with a pickup truck's opinion on like <laughs> on shoe on shoes or something? I'm like, or or why the M and M's are bad now? Or or. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> god it's so stupid but um yeah i don't know it's really sad i don't know to me like i always i know i, I always grew up with the like the, the the you know if you don't have like really anything nice to say like don't really don't say it at all yeah. say it at all like like to me it'd be there's constructive feedback and yeah. then and then but then there's just being a dick like and a lot of people just like are really dicks about their quote unquote criticism and I, it's just very pointed and I don't think it really helps a lot of people when you word things like in that way or yeah. you know yeah. I, I don't know it's it's just kind of shitty it's a shitty thing to do and, and I think people know that and then, then they try to go and back down oh no no but I was just trying to like help you know but it's like no, you're not trying to help like you're trying to elicit a reaction from somebody it's like yeah it's, it's just uh I don't know. It's just some people have a very weird way of like going about the yeah. the commenting and stuff. And I'm that's a shame that you got targeted because of that. But <laughs> I think it happens to everybody. Um, it actually it was funny. I don't know if any of you guys know this person, but there's like this TikTok artist named Brookaline or something. Mm. She's like not the world's best singer, but she posts like very she posts a lot and she's got like thousands and thousands and thousands of followers because her videos were like blowing up and people were just bullying her oh, man. and on one of the comments on my video somebody said you're the next brookline and i was like you know i can't imagine how that poor girl feels right now because i know how i feel and i'm getting like just a few one or two comments. or a few here and there yeah, yeah like and she's getting every single day every single day literally just to check your notifications or you know and just yeah. be like oh okay there's another person telling me i'm fucking terrible or uh yeah. you know like oh okay uh yeah. 
yeah and this is we don't this really is, need that and i think yeah. humans in general don't need that because we already go through so much on our yeah, own this is a big part of the reason why i i actually took some time away from social media one of the there's there was multiple reasons why i i did that a little yeah. absence you- of mine which i'm gonna try to do actually more often here and there and uh Good. but um yeah i just think you can get sucked into a lot of negativity um and it could really affect like what you're doing because when you're just constantly surrounded by it like 24 7 it's just it, you can't help but let it affect your well-being and your your mindset and uh even when it's not like because like for me like i try and keep like everybody that i follow like pretty positive and like you know i wouldn't say that online bullying is like a common occurrence for me yeah. because but um something that i've really struggled with and i think I think most musicians actually probably struggle with is a uh, comparison. Oh God. How, how much it hurts to know that like there's somebody doing your dream kind of thing. Um, that's been happening to me a lot lately. And I'm like, I'm just going to admit it because like, yeah, sure. Is it a little bit of jealousy? Yeah. Um, but, but it, it's hard when you're seeing like people that are, that were at or are at your same level. Like I have a lot of people that were freshmen at Berkeley with me that are suddenly now performing on Jimmy Fallon and doing some of the biggest concert venues you've ever heard of. And it's just like, ouch, that was, that was like, not that was supposed to be me, but like, you know, like, why aren't I doing that? It's not, why are they doing that? Because like, I respect the shit out of the people that I know that are doing it. They're doing really great and I'm proud of them. But does that make, does that still make me compare and think like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not working hard enough or whatever it is? Absolutely. Because I think that's just how humans are. Right. Right. Um, I I mean, I, first of all, I, I just can't, I, first of all, I just can't imagine anybody even wanting to hate on you. You are like the, one of the nicest people like I, I've, <laughs> I've met on, on the, you know, the, the music community. You are just so nice. I mean, I, I could not imagine even saying like a bad word about you. So I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how those people could do that, but. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I te- that's actually one thing though. I will say is like, People can say stuff about my outfits or my hair or even like my voice or whatever. And like that stuff. But like at the end of the day, I know who I am in my heart. And like if, if like if somebody called me a bad person, that's way more offensive to me than like your voice yeah. sucks. Because yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, yeah. I'm not. You yeah. don't know me. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And second of all, like, you know, you got to remember at the end of the day too, like those people, it didn't it's not even like sometimes they didn't do more than you you know and you have to like remember that sometimes like you had that fate encounter with Grimm, right like yes, yeah. like that something happened to them like yep. that and it just happened to take them to yeah different you know different and things. and it's like sometimes these things just don't happen for a reason they didn't do anything more than you there wasn't mm-hmm. anything more that you could have done sometimes yeah. just shit falls into place the way it, it falls into place absolutely and you know it's like i want people to realize that you know when you're doing music sometimes you just get really lucky <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it, i don't mean to, to discourage anyone how hard someone works it, but like a lot of times these people were in the right place right time yes. right situation and it just took off olivia yeah. rodrigo you know one oh, of the I mean, right time, right platform, 
I also have shoes on Disney Channel first, but yeah. <laughs> but yes, I agree. Bingo! I right. The music, the music and the fan base was, it was, there was a need in the music industry for that kind of new, new wave of like girl punk. Um, yeah, I was also going to say, I'm not hating on Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia no. Rodrigo is actually pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, no, me too. I, I so, think, I think she's only scratched the surface of what she can do as a songwriter. And I, agree. I, I actually think she has a couple real bangers on that album you know if i don't love the whole thing a, yeah there's a couple really good songs on there yeah, there are it, yeah they're, they're, it's like it, definitely like the guilty pleasures yeah, where it's right like, you gotta remember you gotta remember she's like she's like what 18 years old now or whatever yeah, like, yeah. Like, i mean shit i mean it's said i i couldn't imagine writing a song that even half as good as some of her singles at 18 so i mean damn God power to her, you know. Like oh, I, I said, yeah, I she she hit the right place, right time, and you know she seems deserving of it, you know. Yeah, and, I, there's actually there's this quote. Um, one of my professors, he's a uh, Livingston Taylor. He's James Taylor's brother. Um, oh my God, you know the coolest people. I I'm so jealous. Well, it, it happened to just be the school that I went to, oh and God. I signed up for that class and made sure that I sat on the front row every day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, he one of his. Uh, one of the things that he said in his class was it's tragic to never be called but it is more tragic to not be ready and to be called Um, because like like basically kind of like the opportunities that come to musicians of like if you're not ready for an opportunity and they are like hey can you come perform right now and you're like oh no then like that's tragic but yeah. like if you're, if you're working and you're doing what you do and you love what you do and you're grinding and you're working hard and you get and you're never called on like that's sad but that's way less sad than like if you had just never never tried at all right no very yeah. true i mean i mean it happens in pro sports all the time too i mean you know it's you, some of these backup quarterbacks end up coming in and they end up you know they become the starter you know because they did their homework and they stayed ready yeah. you know and uh you never know when that's gonna come sometimes you know, it could, could, could be a year it could be five years you know uh yeah. it, if you're ready and you get the opportunity then shit can really get rolling for you you know it's like you said that's really good advice i think is that's from is always stay ready and it's uh you know just be be at the ready because you never know you just yeah. never know it's when it could you could be in that right place and you know it, sometimes it will happen yeah it's it's uh and it might take some time but you know yeah exactly what cool. other artists that you like and support that are the smaller artists like you know, that maybe you've met in nashville or just even around whenever you're in your musical travels or even yeah. just through the tiktok community or whatever you know yeah um yeah like i'll just give some shout outs to some people um but i have this friend his name is his like band name is your best friend's favorite band um and he and i actually wrote changing plates together when he was thinking of moving to nashville um i was like well this has been my experience this is this is what i did when i moved to nashville like maybe we can write a song about it um and since then we've been really close friends and he puts out bangers all the time. Like probably one of the most talented and motivated people that I've ever met. Um, 
because he's just like he's always working and he's always doing stuff but he's actually like nice about it rather than like and like collaborative like he's doing these like twitch streams every day and rather than it just like being him he's like having co-writes and like sharing the co-writers on his on his feed and stuff like that i think that's really respectable um so that's your best friend's favorite band um there's this artist here in nashville her name's gatlin i kind of i look up to her and kind of model myself in some ways uh similar to her because she she and i kind of had like a similar story she she moved to nashville she'd had kind of like some some plants here but she was going to uh belmont college of music and ended up dropping out and kind of pursuing music and so it's kind of like i wanted to kind of run her timeline um her like music career path timeline and she's now opening up for brooks in the bluff um on their tour so i i thought that was pretty cool um i have a friend uh named Frances baker and she's really cool she's a nashville native but she and i met at in boston actually um she just got to open for Arlo Parks in the UK for wow. a little while. Um, and I, and she like she posted a birthday shout out for me last week. Like very it's it's really nice when you meet people that are that are doing things and are passionate about it, but are also like willing to share and be communal about it. Um where like, you know, some you know, I know people that I've been like, hey, let's collaborate. And they're like my friends. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that doesn't fit my brand. And like, I get it. We do, we do need to think about our brand. But it is it is funny to kind of see like what like what comes out when, with the community of like being a musician versus being a friend versus, Ooh. you know, um, different things like that. Yeah, you're a nicer person than me because if a friend ever said, oh, that doesn't fit my brand, I'd probably tell them to, to go screw themselves. But um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> People, people are funny people are weird like i've had i've sent some of my like closest friends my songs and been like hey can you share this on their on my on your story and they're like hey like it's not really the style of music that i like i like i share i, sh- I typically share neo soul and i'm like so what <laughs> like you, who, who cares yeah like i get it like if, oh god if you're like a music curator and you have like specific themed playlists then like okay yeah you don't want to share like a pop disco pop song on your country playlist i get that but like you know just like as an as a fellow artist as a standalone also, thing right yeah. like what the heck? that's god so, us, so, social are... media needs to get thrown away in the trash <laughs> uh, i know that's, that's what's so hard is like there's part of me that genuinely hates social media of like if i could i would i would not my, my problem is sometimes also, sometimes people take this the branding thing just way too seriously it's just like dude be a human being like at the end of the day like yeah have like stuff you could market yourself off of but don't don't be a, a corporate shill like don't don't be like a like a just the oh yeah well i don't know your song doesn't really fit my brand that's like i'm like really dude like i don't know just be a nice person like don't don't be a dick yeah yeah it's it's just it's funny like um you know i've had some of my closest friends who i like literally grew up with and they'll they won't share the music or whatever it is and it's just so funny to me because like the next day they'll share a photo of like some model that's already famous and i'm like Dude. how does it make any 
makes sense. But like, you know, that, <laughs> that's fine. But then there's also like moments on social media that I really love and appreciate. Like, heck, I met you. Um, and now all oh. these like these listeners. Um, <laughs> I think there's like a magic of like, if you can find the people that are genuine about creating community, and that's really cool. Like I just, um, I just posted a TikTok. I don't know how it's doing um, of a open verse challenge. You should hop on it. Um, oh God, I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> anybody, any, any, everyone and anyone should hop on it, even if they're a lyrical dancer. Uh, because, you know, I, I just, I think it's really fun to like work with other people and to like, it's not that I can't work alone. Like I wrote Siren Call by myself, but like, I like working with other people. I think it's really fun. I think it's intriguing to hear what other brains are thinking about because I, we're all caught up in our own brain all the time. Aren't you sick of hearing your own thoughts? Like I know I am. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I told, I told myself to shut the fuck up a few times in my in the last <laughs> yeah, like... It's fun when you can bounce ideas off of other people or hear different perspectives. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I definitely, I might have to check this out because I have not done one of those verse things in a while. So they, they intimidate me. Oh, I get, I get so nervous. I'm like, Oh God, they're going to be so mad at like what I did to their like idea. <laughs> they're they're going to think it fucking sucks. And they're not going to be like, Oh yeah, this, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but and yeah. like, I was like I'm I'm bad at answering DMs. Like when people DM me, I'm like, oh, I have like 170 unopened DMs. But like, oh my god, how does that not know, make you? How does that not make you anxious? <laughs> I know it probably should. I think it's because I'm really good at avoiding things. <laughs> wow! Please tell tell um, me your ways. <laughs> like same with same with like my text notifications. I'm pretty sure. Let me just check. I'm pretty sure I have. 155 unopened texts. That's bad. Wow. <laughs> um, that's and, that is pretty bad. <laughs> it's not that I don't care. I love everybody and I care, but I also like that. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. That's a lot of want, interaction. Yeah, I'm like, if you want to talk to me, come hang out with me, or call me on the phone and leave me a voicemail, <laughs> because like it's so much easier sometimes than just having to like stare at your device oh that, that's that's good i'll leave a voicemail i don't care <laughs> bomb. i love voicemails I, i'm I think- so glad i'm so glad there's some people that are with me on like the phone calls thing you know because it's like i i just i don't know texting after a while it's just like well i used to get so ugh. nervous i get so nervous i used to get so nervous to call people or when people were calling me i thought somebody was dying yeah <laughs> like, oh! and i wouldn't answer um now i'm kind of better at it still like when people call me i might not answer on the first try but like if you leave me a voicemail i'll definitely get back to you like it's like i don't know it's it's funny like that but yeah i'm just excited to be creating new things and sharing it with new people that's that's really great Angela. do you have anything coming up now i mean is there are you just kind of taking a break now or you're like oh my god i saw the look of terror in your eyes like the day of so hold on wait i just released the song what are you talking about (laughs) yeah i'm like day of uh yeah so i put out this song i'm very excited about it i have another song that's like mixed and mastered i need to figure out the album cover for it um same with like another one. I have it mixed, need to get it mastered and then have the album cover done. I f- so I am hoping those will like come in like April and then June probably is kind of like 
the way that I'm thinking of it. I don't know. Nice. Wow. Um, I'm trying to do like every other month. Um, I, I know most people are like, do it every month, but it just feels like a lot of you're forcing, lot. you're forcing it at that point. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, it feels an inorganic almost when you're forcing, you know, you just, you're just yeah. putting content out there to put it out there. And then that, that's what I think we want to avoid here in, in general. You know? Yeah. That's, also like, I'm, I'm one of those artists that is like very part, like quality versus quantity. Yeah. Um, and I think there's like, there's a good side and a bad side to both to both things yeah. he's like people that are doing super well on tiktok are people who are like quantity fiends mm. um yeah and like i'm like i can't post three times a day <laughs> i need to breathe i need to eat lunch yeah yeah seriously <laughs> i'm like where do you guys find that I, I i don't even know where you guys even, find that i don't know energy I, I tried it for a while then i'm like what the fuck? i can't do this shit <laughs> like, no literally like i spent my my like last night I had been like working and I didn't leave the house because it had been rainstorming all day and I had been working all day and then I was like okay it's TikTok time and it was like dark and I was like putting on my makeup and like getting all ready and like I was like it is 8 p.m. what am I doing (laughs) what am I doing with my life right now (laughs) it might reach a thousand people or it might reach four we don't know oh yeah Um, the good old algorithm we'll never know it's like the algorithm on tiktok is like a you're like throwing a dart at like with like a blindfold on it's like are we gonna hit ten thousand are we gonna hit two oh looks like we got zero (laughs) precisely um so yeah i've got i've got some new songs in the works um one of them's called set free and it's kind of got this like similar to siren call in the sense of like it's got the ethereal vocals and stuff like that but it's got this really funky groovy bass that kind of reminds me of like hot girl summer in a sense um just like groovy and it's weird it's a very strange mix like i i called my mom i like i'd sent her the mix and she called me and was like i don't know what this is angela and i was like well thank you um, <laughs> that's the greatest compliment she's my biggest supporter but also like you know my, my most honest critic and she was like i don't know if this is like florence and the machine or if this is like dua lipa what are you doing and i was like i don't know but i love it <laughs> um so i think that's really cool and then um i have another one it's called get out of my head i'm not sure when i want to release it because it doesn't feel like a summer song because this one is sad Mm. um like i kind of had thought like oh it'll be a february release but i decided to do this one instead <laughs> just do it just do it who cares if it's not a summer song it's true that's true I, I i don't care i like fucking with people's heads i don't i don't care i'm just like yeah, yeah. you'll get you'll get the song when i ever i want you to get it so. <laughs> when i'm feeling like it when i'm yeah. feeling I want you to drive down the, the freeway with the sun out sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want your top down and I want you sad with the top down. I don't care. <laughs> Basically, yep. That's me. And you're going to like it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So a couple more things. I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Right? You've been a trooper already, so I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> But um, these are a couple of things I like to ask that I think are pretty important. First of all, how do you tend to battle creative or writer's block slash burnout? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> um, no one likes to answer this one. I think let yourself know that it's okay to take breaks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're taking a break doesn't mean you have writer's block. Or just because you have writer's block doesn't mean that taking a break means failure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because like during the holidays like i take time to just like not like i'll bring my guitar with me and everything when i travel to like go home for the holidays but like i'm typically just like spending time recuperating thinking about what i want thinking about like family and the things that actually matter and like why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah um but I like as far as combating writer's writer's block, like stop filtering yourself. Stop trying so hard to be poetic. You don't <laughs> need to be like yeah, uh, you want to be, like every artist wants to be, but like sometimes just telling the honest to God truth of how you're feeling is so much more important than trying so hard to force yourself to write this really good banger. That has lost me many songs in progress um throughout the sands of time um oh, th- I, I this is such an important thing I, I that you mentioned i'm sorry to cut you off again but Ooh. this i think that's such an important i i struggle with this a lot this idea of like i want this to be this you know masterpiece and, yeah. and everything and i think we can get wrapped up in that a little too much sometimes we get a little too big for our britches and we're like this is so bad like this isn't the what i envisioned it's like sometimes you just gotta roll with you know yeah like you said you gotta roll with it a little bit and just kind of yeah. just go you know, with, come back and fix it right if you don't like it but like right. for now, just get get something onto paper um yeah. Also, like, you know, I would say go somewhere new, write, or write with somebody new, try, like, a different way of doing it. Like, oh, you're sick of writing with your acoustic guitar and you don't feel inspired? Turn on a, a free YouTube beat and write to the free YouTube beat. You never Ooh, know what you'll come up with. That's a good idea. Actually. This was um last Ooh. spring. Like, I hadn't really worked on R&B music since I was in Boston. And um, because like Berkeley, you know, very jazz, uh, you know, all that, all that. Um, but I hadn't really done it. And then I came into the studio last, like, what was it, April? And these guys were doing like this rap R&B trap song. And I was like, well, this is cool. <laughs> and I ended up being, I'm going to be a featured vocalist on it when he releases it. And it was the night, the recording that they are releasing is the night of my vocals the first time i ever heard the song me yeah. just freestyling on the mic and i did i feel embarrassed as a songwriter when i listened back at it i'm like i'm not saying words right there but the guys that like wrote it that i or that like i did it with were like no this is sick this is how you were feeling we're putting it out like this yeah i was like okay like fine <laughs> um and i think that that's cool is like work with new people work in different spaces um work in a different way and that will hopefully help. Well, the other thing I was going to ask, um, giving back with your music, uh, what do you have any causes you have like any vested interest in? Or do you try to do with like your give back with your music? Or not, you might not even be with your music, just in general. Just in general. Yeah, so I um, I do donate to this um, this company that like helps like clean our oceans. Uh, you can like buy a bracelet and do that which I think is cool Um, because the environment is super important to me I just like I just don't understand how anyone can't believe in environmental causes no matter what political side of the spectrum you are on our planet is our planet and we have to live on it Um, so I think that's like one of my like top things Um, another is like animal like I, I really don't like animal abuse I think that's just like not not cool um and then I think like a maybe a hidden message, and this is something that I will probably develop further as I mature as an adult, 
Um, it's just like a addiction and habits and things like that and how they how they form and change people. Um, and I think that that's that's a very heavy subject and I don't want to like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want to stomp on a space where I don't necessarily belong, but there, I'm not going to say that I don't not, um, because I think there are definitely a lot of lanes for it. So you, you could probably help people a lot more than you realize. Um, I coming, this is coming from a person who's experienced it firsthand in their family. And I, I, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit if you don't think there's a space yeah, no, I just, I just mean like, because like I've had personal experiences with it. Uh, it's And it's not that I don't. It's just more like, yeah, I haven't been homeless and on the streets. Like I can't say that I have, but like have I experienced other things that I – and I've witnessed other things that have made me like think that that's kind of a cause that I would like to maybe mm-hmm. discuss further in my music? For sure. Like there are, there are lines in my music that you can – can hear some of those hints like there's in this song set free that i was talking about that will hopefully come out in spring or summer um it there the line is i'm uh i'm gonna stop wasting time while you're wasted and i know that sounds like super simple but Mm. it it just like hit it just worked wow it felt right that's really good (laughs) i love that actually that's really good and i've had that thought of uh bunch of times in my life so <laughs> oh that that definitely hits close to home um for me uh yeah. for sure yeah I, no. like i'm not here to tell anybody how to live their life um because heck i'm not necessarily living mine yeah. all great <laughs> uh, I, I do want to say though um addiction doesn't always show up in the form of homelessness this and that it's not always this picture of oh you're going to be homeless living under a bridge bridge somewhere it's and i think that's the common misconception that we have about this this shit um and that's i think why a lot of stuff gets brushed under the rug and it gets to that point can get to that point because we don't see don't realize it's a thing right And, and like we and it doesn't always develop into that but it still can be very damaging it just doesn't always coming to the extreme like that but mm. it, it shows itself in very different ways so you just have to be very wary of yes. it you know you don't have to be living under a bridge somewhere to be addicted to something oh and, and it's a it's not always to that point but it can still be a very harmful thing and you know like i said it shows up very differently for different people so i just want yeah. to emphasize that point I'm not, I'm not saying what you were saying was bad but it's just it's just a point i like to emphasize no i i think that that's very very true as i think we when we talk about that right it's like we have that extremist picture that we were painted into our heads when we were little kids right like dare program like oh you're gonna end up like this or you know crack is whack you're gonna end up like this it's like it doesn't always no like it's not drug addiction isn't always some one or drug addict or or drinking addiction or gambling, gambling addiction or any addiction. It doesn't, it's not this one way street that follows this one path that goes to this. There's a lot of different paths that thing takes you. And, and I don't know. I just don't like that. We tend to have that one picture of that's what an addict will end up. And that's what an addict looks like. You know, it's because it's it's very different for very different people. So I don't know. No, I agree. I think that's very valid. So yeah, like I, I think that that's a very interesting question for me because I think there's still a lot more development that I need to go 
go do uh, with those causes is it's like, yeah, the environment, animals, and like addiction, it's like, those are all very important to me for different reasons. Um, but it's like finding the ways that I can support them in the best way that I can, whether that's with my music or other things. Okay, I lied. I do have one more thing. Yeah, I'm, go for I'm, it. I'm the worst. I, I'm like, <laughs> I would just want, I'm like Columbo over here. Just one more thing. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the current music industry model in terms of where they're streaming? And I know, I know this is, this is a tough one. And I always like to throw this one, it's a curveball, but I always like to hear what people think about this. Cause I think there's been some varying, it really interesting, different perspectives I've gotten from this answer. I think it's, it's good and bad. Cause like, it's kind of like our whole topic of this social media thing mm-hmm. is it like, it's super duper exhausting that as musicians, we have to be managers, publicists, models, video editors, uh, product placement people. Like we have to be so many things and wear so many different hats to the point where I'm like, what am I even focusing yeah. on anymore? I'm, I'm definitely uh, not good at the model part. I can tell you that much. That, that I definitely have very much failed the model part if I had to be a model. You're so. modeling those headphones right now. Like, you oh, know, wow. Yeah. You see. Uh, but it's like, I think that it's it's quite exhausting when you have to like when you're watching what everyone's doing all the time and like watching what you're not doing and stuff. So I think that that makes it toxic and hard. Um, and especially being that like labels and record places and stuff won't look at you until you have 10,000 Instagram followers or 5,000 plus or 1 million TikTok followers or, you know, over a thousand or 2000 monthly listeners like that part kind of hurts my heart as an independent artist, because I'm like, I know in my heart that there are people in this world that will appreciate my music. I know it. Yeah. And but it's like, have I found those people yet? No. And that hurts because I'm like, somebody won't invest in me like a manager or anything like that won't invest in me unless I've already proven myself and that's very hard because it's like, I don't know how to find the people that I'm looking for. Um, But then again, I'm also super grateful because like I get to record and release music through a distribution service that's free and do that whenever I so please where back in the day, like you couldn't do that unless you were with a label and you were signed and you were going to be played on the radio. So, like, I definitely, like, I'm grateful that there are less gatekeepers in that sense, but I'm also kind of sad that, like, the days of uh, Whitney Houston being fostered as, like, a like a, a young, beautiful, talented artist is no longer a thing. It's like, yeah, oh, but you got to be careful about that, too, though. I mean, true. Because, because we, we know how that ended up, you know. Well, um, well, absolutely. Yes. And... Um, but I mean, like, just, just in general, like the, the like, believing in an artist from a young, like, even like, a, you know, obviously, we have our, we all have qualms with like Scooter Braun, but like, Scooter Braun invested in Justin Bieber. Mm. He went without eating meals. So Justin Bieber could. Yeah. Uh, and like, he wasn't taking a penny until Justin Bieber started making money off of it. And like, that's what I'm looking for is like somebody who's willing to help me get there because right now I'm drowning. I'm drowning in two day jobs and trying to make 
and make it as like a musician but also trying to make it as like a stupid influencer and it's just like sometimes I wish that there were like certain aspects where it was like oh yeah you just play live shows like the Grateful Dead in San Francisco and you all are friends and you all make music like do I wish in my heart sometimes that that's how it was for sure but also like I like that I can I can meet people like you and and collab with people that are in different countries and stuff like that so it's it's a it's a give and take for sure yeah nah it yeah it's just it's very difficult um like you said it's got to lot of the stuff yourself you know but it, like i said at the same time you do have that freedom which is nice you're not as constricted yeah. by a record label and everything yeah, yeah it's there's a lot of different ways you could look at it but you know at the same time the you know streaming payout it sucks yeah. it sucks and i mean it's it's bad and this is why i emphasize the people merch 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 because it's like you want that it's revenue you want a re- you want a real revenue stream that's gonna be it because and live shows because like streaming that shit ain't yeah like I'm, I'm sure you're gonna be eating off the dollar i paid for your song you know like <laughs> Uh, you're like oh my god i can go you can't even get you can't even get anything off the there's no actually no i'm sorry there's no dollar menu there's no dollar menu anymore even uh all a dollar is now a dollar 35 that's some bullshit man what is happening to this country oh god or the world i i'm I'm disgusted (laughs) (laughs) why did we lose the dollar menu what what kind of what kind of sick world are we living in (laughs) oh yeah so Um, but i mean I don't know. I think, I think there's definitely beauty and sadness in all all things, and it's just kind of what we choose to see, what we do, and like we paint it in a certain light. And like as you said earlier, like my music is kind of bittersweet because I think there is like a lot of that going on <laughs> inside right. of me and inside of the world. That oh, it's yeah. like the world is beautiful. People are wonderful. People like I've always thought that every person deserves everything because it's just the way that I am and and like as you start to learn like oh people can be really rude or whatever it's like it's hard not to get jaded um and you but you need to just kind of like remember like everything has beauty and everything has darkness take it or leave it I guess (laughs) yeah that's about the best way you could look at it you know I it's uh and there's there's always going to be the it's like a mixed bag life, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just trying to, to balance it day by day and just uh, try not to take the neg, you know, the negatives too hard and try not to take the positives too like strongly yeah, as well. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's the difficult, the difficult balance we, we find ourselves in, especially in these last few years, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been a lot, a lot of loss and a lot of, um, a lot of difficult, periods with mental health you know and this and and everything so it, it's 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 hard especially i mean it's like it's one part of me it's like oh man it's great for creativity <laughs> you know yeah. but at the same time it's like whew, that creativity is is that coming at the cost of like a lot of uh sadness and a lot of um <laughs> uh of self-doubt and and pain so it's like whew, it's a trade-off yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a trade-off for sure yeah yeah it's like it's beautiful that we are able to see everything that's going on in the world but it's also horrifying because sometimes we aren't meant to see everything all the time yeah and that like you said again because the well, was that social media 
you know, and this widespread use of the internet in this day and age, it's, uh, it's hard not to see everything. And it's, it's everything just kind of swallows you. And, uh, that can tend to happen and it, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes and it's overstimulating. And I think a lot of us are overstimulated and we don't, really, and we don't realize well, that. Like, you know, like, this is like, just like a flaw that I've noticed about myself lately is I found that sometimes I'm turning on like Instagram or TikTok, like just habitually, like instead of like writing a song or like, I'll be in the middle of writing a song and I'll get a notification. So then I open it and then I end up in a hole and I'm like, what the hell, Angela? Like, I never would have done that as a kid. Oh, no. I, I at the table and do arts and crafts for six hours. Right, right. So. Oh, no. I mean, I found myself the same way, you know, and this is, this was like the big reason I started, you know, my little, I had a little la absence from social media. Yeah. I started to realize, I'm like, I can't even finish, like, playing a game, like a video game. And I'm like, I'm just going there, then pausing, then going back to my phone, then going mm -hmm. back. It, or sometimes I'll be like in mid conversation with my girlfriend and I'll just like start scrolling apps and it's just like, no, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm fully owning this one. Hello, yeah. hello world. I'm like, I'm fully, no, that one's a bad one. I try. I, I, I try I'm fully, o fully owning my shit here. So, yeah. no, bad. Uh, that's that's my bad ADD brain or whatever dumb, uh, dumb shit. You know, but uh, you know, I although I own my shit, and that's a big part of the reason why I was like, I realized like I am being overstimulated by this shit, and I need to get away from it for a while. Yeah. But that being said, don't forget to listen to podcasts. Oh, uh, yeah. No, please. Yeah. For whatever you do, if you're taking a break, just still listen to my podcast. Uh, just just kind of save it. Save it. Be the only thing you save. And then just like, yeah, play yeah, it. Yeah, got to listen to podcasts and music. Duh. Yeah. That, yes. There you go. But, <laughs> Angela, I really appreciate you taking the time to um, yeah. do the show. Thank you so much for hosting me. I appreciate it. And I uh, hope that. This was like a good, I honestly enjoyed myself. So I hope you did too. I, you know, I, I get that from pretty much everybody I've got, I've gotten on with. So I, I take that as like the biggest compliment. So, you know, my big thing here is to not, to have just, you know, cool conversations, not rigid interview, yeah. marketing interviews, you know, I, as I, I hate corporate, I hate corporate shit. I've always hated corporate shit. So I just, I don't like sounding corporate. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, maybe I'm unprofessional or whatever, you know, but, but, you know, I don't know. It, it's to me, it's genuine conversation. It's genuine. Yeah. Like it's, I think that's what makes it real and what makes it relatable for people. And I, I think, I think it's good that you could be, have like conversations like this, you know, in music and then other things away from music too. Cause you know, it, it's, I think it's important to have that other stuff, stuff when you're in music too. Mm -hmm. if you, yeah, you, I think uh, we get, if we get too myopic in that one, one thing, we kind of miss out on, on everything okay. else. So, but yeah, thank you again, Angela, please plug yourself. Where can we find you yeah, um, yeah, everywhere? And if you like, if you're just on Google or whatever, you can type in Angela, write music and I come up. Um, and then if you want me on Instagram, it's Angela underscore right. And then TikTok, it's Angela underscore underscore right. <laughs> Somebody already took it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, also like Spotify, iTunes, just Angela Wright with a W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, YouTube, it's a little bit more difficult, but just Angela Wright with my name. And then maybe like a first word of a song, like love after first love. Yeah. Love. And it'll work. <laughs> no, no Twitter yet. 
Oh, I have a Twitter. Oh. Do I post on it? No. Maybe like once once a year. Maybe. I'm a real wow. Like See, I'm a big Twitter guy. I I, I like Twitter because I just I just have a very weird flow of thoughts that I sometimes I just like manically tweet out so <laughs> I, just, I, just yeah, I don't know again like i'm weird about what i say unless it's in a song like uh, i know that sounds weird but like uh, twitter has never been my platform because i'm just like i don't feel like proclaiming something random uh, although the last time i did post was when nashville had their really big um tornado that like ripped up all of east nashville i was the apartment that i was living with at the time had a really good view of it so I, I took some really cool, like, photos and videos of it um, happening. So that was the last time I posted on Twitter was to, like, let everybody know that there was a tornado going on. Wow. Wait, that's now that's a that's a way to leave off on a on a high note there. Right? <laughs> it's like me when I was 12 in, like, middle school with, like, braces smiling at the pool with my sister and then, like, a tornado. <laughs> so oh. that's my Twitter for you. I think it's, like, Angela Wright, singer six. Oh, okay. <laughs> really random. So I would recommend any other platform. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you, Angela. I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, thank you, uh, and thank you again for listening to my music. I appreciate it. Uh, of course, I'm I'm privileged to listen to your your music. It's one it's wonderful and it's very good. And you're I think you're destined for very big things. I don't know exactly when, but I just feel it. <laughs> I, I I definitely don't th think Graham was wrong about his uh, intuition. Um, Good. I think it's 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 only a matter of time before I'm like, you know, it, we're, those text notifications end up being like 150 thousand instead of like True. 150. <laughs> that would be cool. Honestly, just like you know, and that's the thing is like, yeah, obviously fame is cool, but like I just want to be able to like make enough money and like have enough people listening to my music that there's like a reason to be. Um, so I'm just, I'm grateful to be creating and I hope that I can just keep on finding more people to find me. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you again, Lawrence. I appreciated it. Uh, thank you, Angela and uh, everybody. I uh, thank you for listening again. Um, I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll be back soon with, uh, another guest. Got to figure out a few guest situations, but, uh, we'll be get back on track soon, but thank you guys. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody.